Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. The ESA betrayed and left in the hyperbolic time chamber. No! Chris Wolfhard. This requires more analysis. And Dr. Agro. I too have been in open beta the whole time. Here on Gigaboots. I've been open about being a beta the whole time. It's like <laughs> the same thing, right? All footage is pre-Sigma. <laughs> oh, man. Somewhere in between these two, it's, it's like, I asked her to prom first, but fine, you go ahead. I can go my own way. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Big Thing Dimension number 215, not 205. I, I, I use the same assets for the thumbnail, so I messed that up. <laughs> I have since changed the title of the stream. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm very excited to be here today to talk about... Um, it feels like we've said it at least six times already, but the death of E3. Yeah. It's like you, you, never, you never get that tweet from a celebrity going, I am dead, right? But the, <laughs> the ESA basically did that. They're like, hey, no, this time it's real. And everyone's like, oh, shit. No, we'll be back next year, we swear. Straight from the dead horse's mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, sure. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, one second. Uh, Okay, I believe you. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. Microsoft could buy the rights to E3. Jesus. Could you imagine? that? So here's the thing. Here's how the ESA works. The ESA is kind of like a lobbying organization that a bunch, like every major console uh, platform holder has a hand in. And then every large publisher does too. So in order for Microsoft to get the rights to e3 that means sony and nintendo went whatever man fuck <laughs> we don't care yeah I, don't, I mean you you guys bought activision before you went on and bought 10 other companies in the year since uh this podcast was recorded uh <laughs> go 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 ahead uh i feel like activision should have told you there's no fucking point in e3 they were one of the first to dip out <laughs> microsoft announces it's bringing call of duty to e3 for the next 10 years <laughs> announcement that would have been so good good lord it's funny because it's not it's not less meaningful than the we are bringing it to cloud platform that no one cares about right it's not less meaningful than that but it is equally moot i guess it is exactly as meaningful <laughs> not at all right yeah hard to be less meaningful than not at all meaningful uh Video games. Wait, this isn't an Avenging My Youth. Why did I start with that? I don't know. Weird. I thought this is a start of some sort of Star Trek monologue you're going to go on. <laughs> Big think Picard over yeah. here. Yes. Video games. When I look at them up there <laughs> on the screens. See, I, I just think thought about video games. The final frontier. <laughs> And then, and then we cue the giant orchestral song and we go back to sleep <laughs> because the intro is that long. And I'm like, okay, we got time. The, orche the orchestral song that uh, Dan wrote lyrics for to take half the royalties from the actual composer wrote lyrics that nobody ever planned to use ever. 
<laughs> this is a neat sheet of paper. Anyways, do you know how uh, law is kind of like magic, where you just need to phrase things correctly? <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 but yeah, you, don't worry. We'll take care of that 21 years after the death of the final descendant of King Charles III. <laughs> <laughs> We've arrived here in the ESA quadrant. There have been many reports that they have all been wiped out. We're here to confirm. Their last message is them sending out a, a signal saying, we're dead. <laughs> we're just not sure, though. <laughs> anyway. Hey, guys. What's up? Last week, we played Wind Waker HD. The next mm. day, the Calamity Carl went live with original Wind Waker and confirmed a lot of things that I uh, was upset about during the Wind Waker HD uh, stream just by playing it. It wasn't like Carl, like, I didn't even go, hey, Carl. Tell me about the differences. I just watched Carl play and got mad. Which is like one of the weirdest reasons to get mad at a stream has nothing to do with the streamer, how they're playing mm -hmm. or anything else. I'm just like, oh, hey, there's a mini map on the screen. What a concept. <laughs> you know, no, you like totally in, want on the tablet in your hands. But it's not in my hands because I'm using a normal controller. Even if it were, it still sucks. Every yeah. single game that did that was just upsetting. Right, yeah. The Wii wow. U itself is fundamentally a bad proposition. <laughs> uh, that I, I did not know that about that version. Yeah, it's really weird. They also redesigned every menu and somehow made them worse. Is this why they haven't ported that yet? Possibly. Is that yeah. bad? Because yeah, all maybe. I know about that is they... they... <laughs> kind of fixed the uh, tri uh triforce yeah so so for people who don't know one of the major things with wind waker is that at the end of the very bare bones content which i was not aware of how little dungeons and uh, normal game there is in that mm -hmm. until we went through it again for that stream there are only like five maybe six dungeons in the whole game yeah and it's a stretch to call some of them dungeons even yeah um but once you get done with the actual content they made, you have to go on a Triforce quest, which a lot of people were like, oh, there's a grid and you're going on a tri quest for Triforce pieces. It's kind of like the original Zelda because yeah. that too had a grid. But the thing is, like, to get the Triforce pieces in that Zelda, you went through dungeons. Here, it's a lot more bare bones and kind of crappy about how you do it. In the original Wind Waker, you have to get the eight Triforce pieces uh, by finding a map and then paying Tingle to translate the map and then going to where it points to. In this, five of the eight Triforce pieces, you don't have to translate at all. Instead, you have to do combat rooms. Do you know if those combat rooms are new for this version? Like, is that I'm their... pretty sure what you're literally doing to get them isn't different. Okay. I was so like, just it... imagine they added a step where you pay hundreds of rupees. Because I, in my head, it was like, maybe the original, because it's been... Over 10 years, obviously. Yeah, let me check. 20, I think? Yeah, 20. Yeah, it's been over 20. Yeah, yeah it's 20 years. Um, uh -huh. For me, I it's thought... been exactly 20 because I beat it uh, a little later after it came out because I was that pissed over the Triforce Quest. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Yeah. But if it was literally just paying for the maps and going to find them and like just throwing the anchor down and like or the, the claw down, grabbing the, the Triforce out of the water, uh -huh. that would be better it would. than what we did. Yeah, because every one of those Triforces that wasn't like that was doing a combat room that sucked. I, I'm okay with the one that was an insane amount of combat rooms. Yes, that I was one's... okay with that one. Mm -hmm. 
and conceptually pirate ship very cool because you 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 find out the pirate ship it's in certain squares on certain moon phases and you have to find the map to figure out where it lines up on your version oh yeah yeah, yeah and that's yeah. really cool yeah it was a really neat idea that that's a cool one um but then there are a bunch of other ones it's like it's on this boat here's a combat room here's another combat room there's another combat room you're done good job so we now have like was every major entry in a nintendo franchise on the gamecube other than melee just like woefully undercooked um uh, i've been thinking about that a lot um since last friday's stream because you hear miyamoto talk about that time making sunshine and working at nintendo is like his least happy he's ever been as a developer and i'm like looking at sunshine looking at wind waker and taking in the tone right you guys got to keep in mind the gamecube launches a full year after the ps2 the ps2 has like that fucking chad shonen villain energy right <laughs> where everyone's yeah. like oh this this dude's gonna fuck us up in one year but we gotta train a, and hope for the best it's a <laughs> fucking dvd player what do we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there was a lot of that energy um so like you look at the games and it's just like man they seem a little a little undercooked um at very least when it comes to those two personally i don't like uh uh the gamecube mario kart but that's because to me to me, there was something tonally about the N64 one I was into, and then the DS one's amazing. Mm -hmm. And the the things in between I don't care for. Like, I don't like the GameCube one all that much, like, basically at all. And I don't like the Game Boy Advance one, basically at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... It's weird, like, and people can talk about the other companies that they work, the got working for them, like Metroid Prime was made by outside right. companies, but we're talking right. about like Nintendo, Japan. Right. Like those internal right. developments. Because yeah. I do see a lot of people like in chat right now, and they're like, Star Fox, presumably Assault, because no one's sitting here like, well, Dinosaur Planet. <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's made by Namco. F-Zero's made by Sega. Mm -hmm. You know. Mario World's made by Treasure. It's like they outsource oh, yeah. so much that gen right and those things might have been okay but but yeah like the, yeah the mario kart not only were Zelda those later in the gen almost all of them yeah like f-zero gx star fox assault those are all coming at the end but you're talking about the first two three years you mm -hmm. know with nintendo developed stuff and it just seems seems like they're struggling maybe there's a reason they hung around with that power of hardware for one extra gen right this is the first time i've actually considered Maybe that was a software-driven decision. <laughs> like, it wasn't budgetary necessarily, right? It wasn't, well, we don't want to spend that much money making a, a real 7th Gen AAA game. Mm -hmm. Let's stay back with the hardware. Maybe it actually was like they were marketing it. This is enough hardware. We need to figure out how to do this better. Because uh, I, think, I think they did, they did a pretty good, they did a pretty I good job. I think with the it, Wii. It does it 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 does seem like Nintendo keeps having to climb these hills they can't quite get over for a while. Mm hmm And like and like the current one is just they don't have enough fucking people. Right. Yeah. Which which they understand is like we're doubling the amount of people, so maybe we can have spin-offs to our franchises again. 
because because the whole switch lifespan has just been them like there's a hole in our schedule wii u port there's a hole in our schedule wii u port there's a hole in our schedule wii u port or or uncooked sports game mm-hmm. yeah yeah lots yeah. of those <laughs> your your three options on the switch are this wii u port uncooked switch game shonen protagonist realizing his stand has an extra power <laughs> like, yeah it's, it, it's so insane it's like the three tiers of nintendo release port undercooked sports game the closest thing to an immaculate super game that can exist on the switch hardware yeah, yeah it's like, like uh like franchise redefining entry uh-huh mm-hmm. Yeah, you get like Mario Tennis Aces or whatever. You, you get uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Switch Edition. And then you get Metroid Dread. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's really interesting. I prefer this system. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, more spinoffs would be better, especially for the Zelda IP. I think Zelda's so interesting and so strong that the original recipe... Like it's fucking fried yes, chicken. The original recipe for Zelda is still a strongly compelling thing even now. And I don't think Tears of the Kingdom will exactly fulfill those needs for those people. Yeah, I feel like it's crazy that they don't have like a the side by side, like here's the big 3D one, here's our 2D inspired, like old school one. Here we go. Or, I or have the perfect like, solution. Is- I have the perfect solution. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Who did the spin-off Zeldas that wasn't Nintendo back in the day? Capcom. Right. Capcom, where's our RE Engine hyper gritty realistic Zelda that's styled after Twilight Princess and more typical older Zeldas that are 3D? I, I really do need them to just to 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 the, this ramping up to lead to like, okay, here's our Zelda spin-off that is the old formula. Yeah, that would be good. I I don't mind if a franchise completely reinvents itself, but there was nothing like none of those Zelda games failed. Like mm-hmm. it's a very it's a it's mm-hmm. a formula you can do forever. Yeah, yeah. It feels like like was playing Street Wind Waker just just the other day. It was this was really the point of it felt like they were already running out of ideas for dungeons. So I really like maybe they need this break. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can come up with like maybe if they come back to it or have new new people working on it. It feels it feels cool and interesting to be like tomorrow I get to play Twilight Princess for the first time ever, basically, because right. I've only played 10 minutes of the intro. Um, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do this for yeah, no, it's a, 20 fucking hours. I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> I hope they didn't make some nightmare Wii U pour and we just don't know. Like they didn't ruin everything in a different way. They're like, pull out your Wiimote. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dan had to put down the Wii U. <laughs> is the Wii U version the same as the Wii version? Is it the flipped version? Um, is it the false version? It should be the normal version. It should be the true link. Right. Not the betrayer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't... I assume it's normal. Right. That would and be they, the point. If they didn't take the this mini map away from this main screen and put it on the, the Wii U game. Now pad. that I actually have no idea about didn't ruin every menu in the game hopefully the wind waker hd port that's what the wii u is for bob i'm sorry <laughs> it's literally it's the console. menus because now they're a, a touch they're now they're a touch screen it's the console equivalent of a monkey's paw yeah they, oh you want a port <laughs> the, it's crazy i didn't, i've never seen an item menu this bad in a zelda game me neither it literally has nested menus that make no sense 
There was a menu tab that was like, it, it pretended it was one of the three or four important things you would always engage with. We didn't use it once because it was like, uh, these are tingle bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And then the item menu tab has two separate versions, which, which, which isn't one is demarcated useful. well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really impressive. I assume Twilight Princess won't be that screwed up. You're right. I, I really think, hope. I think being this early on on the Wii U. This is the Wii U's equivalent of six axis after touch control, <laughs> where it's just the launch period. Of people are like, look what we can do. And then, you know, later in that console's life, they look back and like, look what we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the Twilight Princess ports way later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited because I loved Wind Waker outside of the Triforce quest growing up. And playing it last Friday, I sort of came to terms with this game isn't done. And one of the things I, I talk about with Sunshine is it seems like with Sunshine, there isn't a lot of variety in levels. And I don't know how much of that is. Well, we have to stick to the aesthetic and how much of it is. Oh, my God. Making assets of this fidelity is really hard. Right. I, I really think it's that one. It's entirely possible. I, I do think so, too. I really am. <laughs> it's weird. You know, one of the cool things about doing exploratory streams like we do all the time is that it helps us better understand stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you start to, you know, after years of playing seventh gen games, you get surprised anytime they keep the money flowing the whole way through. Yeah. <laughs> because you're so used to the okay now eat all the eggs for the last two hours and we have introduced no new content to do that in uh so you learn things and i feel like uh w w wind waker hd i don't know how to phrase this but it basically like red pilled me on the idea that it was like nintendo with the gamecube because the gamecube's so powerful bit off way more than they could chew <laughs> and started to choke and that's why the Wii has the, the GameCube and a half energy. Because they had no idea how they would make that leap again. Oh, yeah. Another weird thing. Um, they added a sale in this version, which automatically makes you go fast. Yeah, the Swiss sale. Yeah, yeah. which would be fine. But you don't even... It just... what, yeah, real quick, before you explain what it does, years, years I was told by people just this they're like yeah that sale makes you go fast i'm like okay cool that makes sense right yeah of course no one told me about the thing you were gonna say yeah that it automatically adjusts the wind to help you i'm like wait well, so i'm not even waking the wind anymore right you mean every time you want to turn five degrees you don't have to stop and pull out the baton uh-huh you just, That's not even the same game anymore. No, no, it's not, which is why I submit, if I ever do a playthrough <laughs> of this again, I just want a version of the GameCube one with the Triforce quest deleted. Yeah, just delete yeah, it. No, I, like you you did not play Wind Waker. You did not learn how to tack. <laughs> you did not hunt down the Triforce. You did not play Wind Waker. I, you cheated this. the game and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Weird that the instruction manual is telling me this. This is strange. It, it, it also gets you in a really bad habit of not doing that. So you'll uh -huh. do stuff like you have the, the leaf you float with. Yeah, the leaf glider. The leaf glider. You need to adjust the wind for that. So we so just because, weren't even thinking about it because they removed it from the rest of the game, basically. So like since your brain is just flat, 
<laughs> because it no longer has folds and curves and shit. Since your brain's just flat now, you you sit there and go, oh, that thing's out there. Okay, I'm going to jump and use that. It, it turns out the wind was completely 90 degrees to the left, and you go, oh, shit, fuck. Oh, God. Because you can't wind wake in midair. Right. You can't, like, glide and try to save yourself. <laughs> That would be really funny as a mechanic. <laughs> right. You just keep Instead falling of freezing, it just slow-mo and you have a few seconds to try it. Yes. Um it's really it's really interesting. It's really interesting as a port that should have been such a home run. Mm -hmm. But now I kind of look at as the bad version of that game to play. Because yeah. the art style shifted too. Right. Which and that's basically the best thing about the game. Mm. So that they even adjusted it at all ruins it <laughs> yeah it's it's a little weird because you would just think oh well, it's an hd and it's like no they added tons of bloom a bad ambient occlusion which i hear people all the time they're oh. like let me tell you all the problems with the wind waker hd graphical art style shift and you're all wrong the biggest problem is the ambient occlusion is seventh gen ambient occlusion where if i was ambient occluded in seventh gen that bookshelf would have a silhouette of it of me projected onto it like someone took a marker and just drew around my silhouette. Looks terrible in that game. Link is like projecting a shadow to the other end of a fucking ship he's on because the camera's low. It looks terrible. It's horrible. I, I might be remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure like every first party Nintendo game on the Wii U like used the exact same lighting that they had like they had things they could slot into every game. And that's why they all have like the exactly same weird lighting. Well, the interesting thing is this uh, Wind Waker HD is actually handled by a Hexadrive. Uh, they oh, yeah, actually did, did, did heavy development in it, apparently. And it's like, no, that makes sense. For people who don't know Hexadrive, uh, they, they did a number of HD things around the time, like uh, Zone of the Enders HD. Mm -hmm. You know, they fixed up the PS3 version for Konami. Uh, but, you know, they also made one of the best video games ever made, Third Birthday. <laughs> One of the best portable games ever made third birthday when oh my god they made the they made the fucking chris dlc for resident evil 7 yes yes they did yeah mm -hmm. man they really we you can go and watch that stream and when we hit them in the credits i go what <laughs> because that was a weird one yes i expect them in some places chris dlc is not it man why was supposed to the final or resident evil 7 dlc's better than that re8 dlc like the chris dlc and the the baker dlc were way better bob i would explain but that would upset resident evil 8 fans i know i don't <laughs> well, like probably because they evil wanted to fans. do that from, they intended to do that from the start instead of not at all <laughs> yeah I, they, I don't like upsetting resident evil 8 fans <laughs> that's why i'm not on that spoiler cast <laughs> uh you did apparent, we apparently did actually Hexa drive also made final fantasy 15 dlc they did yeah yeah the, we did actually make that spoiler cast though right yeah okay i just wasn't on it at all right unless you hosted or something i, I don't think remember. i even hosted that one i think i was like i don't need to open my mouth on the topic of resident evil 8 okay that sounds right and then and then four came out and i'm like it's time <laughs> 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 the kefka music ramps up as my mouth opens <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Resident Evil 8 fans. I will never see eye to eye with you. But uh, I just wanted to say something I wanted to get out for a bit now. Um, at some point, I will continue to play through 8 in VR because we promised people 
when we bought PSVR 2 that there would be big ladies in VR. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm a man of principles. So we will at very least get to Lady Dimitrescu in VR for you, the viewer. <laughs> uh, probably not that soon. Because, uh, you know, we got a lot of Zelda to go through. Yeah, yeah. There's a little, little tied up here. A little, little tied up between that, some uh, videos we have coming out soon, some other things we have coming out soon. Um, yeah, we're a little tied up. Aside from all that, though, I'm trying to think of anything else I wanted to say about Wind Waker HD because I already got my my master's thesis of the Wii, the, the Nintendo made one of the best consoles of the sixth gen, and then went, "Holy shit, making shit on this is fucking hard." <laughs> uh, the HD version is not as good as everyone led you to believe. Um, it is so tragic. It is. You, you think I hadn't been expecting that? <laughs> yeah and i don't <laughs> they promised they fixed the triforce quest uh -huh. but that was still way too long and easily the worst part so oh, they yeah. didn't fix it at all i'm sorry yeah like even if you took steps you failed the assignment <laughs> yeah yeah so um what else Yeah, I think I covered everything I wanted to say other than the vibes, the music, and other things about that game are really cool. Oh, um, I think the cutscenes are a little rough going back to them. I feel like Ocarina of Time actually had nicer looking cutscenes for a lot of it. Hmm. Like just from a what the console was capable of on the N64 versus the GameCube. Okay. Because like towards the end, especially, like the Ganon cutscenes near the end, the content of them ideally like the words they are saying and what is happening is really cool but revisiting it i wasn't prepared for how many times they cut to like cut out the need to animate a thing or just we get the king of red lions a posing and yeah they don't seem to have animated the king of red lions at all yeah like, he seems like his model cannot move he has the <laughs> just sort of idle animation where he wiggles a bit mm -hmm. um yeah it's uh i i think the best way my best closing comment is i wish w wind waker got a turn that upside down majora's mask the ww got its own mm because we needed a, another iteration ocarina time didn't need that you know that's a really done game that's a really amazing game right it's a really done game dan Dan, one of the medals is just given to you. Dan, they cut content at all from that game. I don't know how games work. I don't know that literally every game in human history has cut content. I don't know that the, Nier the Nero shit in Devil May Cry 4 they wanted to put into 3. <laughs> Dan, they should have put in a bad dungeon. <laughs> make me earn it. Yeah, I, I, I really do wish we'd go back to Okay, we shipped our gigantic genre redefining super game. Now let's make another one with all the exact same assets that can be out in two years. Well, here's the thing. Everything you said is still true about Tears of the Kingdom, except for the two years part. Yeah, that's yeah, a crazy part. That by three Tears years. of the Kingdom seems to have a lot of new stuff, though. Like, a lot. Yeah. Including in entire mechanics that I am legitimately stunned to work on the Switch. I'm so excited for that. Just hearing like fun fact. I didn't watch that. 
Oh no! I just heard about it. I'm like, okay, I'm getting that game now. <laughs> like it had it, it had enough energy of no, they thought <laughs> because I genuinely I was like, you know, I don't want to say the word cynical because I don't think it's a bad thing if they did this. I just think it would have not been for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been a lot more iterative and a lot less inventive. Mm. So hearing the fusing system, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> If you put that much thought in, this looks like it could be really different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Tears of the Kingdom. I'm gonna put on the fucking clown nose. Oh, um, which reminds me, we should deliver the end of the exciting arc. You remember? Uh, was it two? Yeah, I think yeah, it was two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago two weeks ago on Big Think, I said something along the lines, or actually one. It was one week ago. We've been yeah, crunching yeah. hard on yeah. content, so it dilates time. One week ago on Big Think Dimension, I said, there's no way I'm getting Diablo 4 for $70 at launch unless my brother does something unhinged and airdrops me a copy. So guess what my brother did? (laughs) He's like, what if I got it for you instead of it was for your birthday? I'm like, this seems more like your birthday, but (laughs) sure, I'll play it then. I'm not going to spend seventy dollars on it. This is this is comeuppance for you forcing Handsome Joe to buy a GameCube. <laughs> okay, he didn't even fucking finish that story. That's the worst part. I'm like, I'm going to walk away from the stream, and Handsome Joe will finish his story where he says I made him buy a GameCube, and then no, he just left it there. He's like, I got a dub. <laughs> like, doesn't even fucking yeah, he explain. Need, no, he doesn't need to. He's already won. That's bullshit. <laughs> He also tried to, he tried to change. He tried, okay, maybe, maybe what he said was, maybe what he said was correct. And I maybe said that Untold Legends was going to be a thing and we were all going to get it. Maybe, maybe I implied that or entertained that as a possibility before he bought it. And then everyone looked at it and went, nah, we're good. Um, Dan being put in the squad car as we speak. (laughs) Look, look, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the handsome Joe GameCube story. Okay. So. Uh, there's a part of my life I referenced that shortly after high school where I'm trapped in the middle of a forest. Uh, I've done this numerous times on streams, but I've never really clarified. That's still not important, but the important thing to know is that I'm 40 miles from basically anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Anyways, birthday party, my place, people come up, we're, we're hanging out. Handsome Joe, some reason, forgets his GameCube power cable. And I'm like, that's a shame. We were going to play Smash Melee. That was going to be awesome. And then we're like, well, you know, your home's a little bit further than this Walmart over here. What if you went to that Walmart, bought a GameCube? Keep in mind, I'm still a child. Bought a GameCube and then just told them it didn't have a power supply. And then you just fucking returned it without the, you know, you could do that or you could buy a game. And then he just bought the GameCube. This was all pretty facetious until the moment he did it. (laughs) <laughs> until the moment he went okay yeah well i'm i'm gonna do that this was all bullshitting and so he does it to this day he's like dan made me buy a gamecube an extra gamecube <laughs> and i'm just like i was just saying some shit <laughs> there was no actual intention there like there may have been allegedly with Legends. <laughs> i think that was pretty uh I think Joe's pretty right in that one. Uh, I think a lesson was I think a lesson was learned that day. Maybe don't show up to buy a console and then ask your friend flippantly uh, without doing any research of your own. Hey, what game should I get? 
I think that's a pretty losing strategy, personally. Is this how Charles Manson sounded in court? <laughs> like, I was just kidding. I don't know why anybody would listen to me. It was, I mean, I, I'm I think sorry you should that make... I said you should get Killzone Shadowfall at the PS4's launch. <laughs> I was just goofing around about buying this GameCube. I didn't think you'd do it. There's so much more value to Killzone Shadowfall if you're the only person who bought it than Untold Legends. <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of poor handsome Joe with his side by side GameCubes. Now that's a game rectangle. That's not fun. Yeah, that's kind of weird a little bit. I'm trying to think of like what the fuck did he even do with the extra GameCube? He never tells me anything that happens past that night. No, did he do the Walmart swap? Uh, the the we, Walmart shuffle. We did talk about the the possibility of him doing that. Yeah. Because I'd have no idea if he did. I doubt yeah, he did. No, he no just, he's idea. got a closet in his house that has that GameCube and a picture of you and a hunting knife. <laughs> Joe, Joe's shirtless and has scars all over him like Krauser from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> see, uh, uh, see, I'm just thinking of like handsome Joe lives in the GameCube basement. Uh... <laughs> uh Man, how did we get to me airing my receipts for myself live? Anyway, hey, hey, Bob. Hey. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about? I just want to stress, though, this isn't the GameCube's fault. Like, it's a content problem. It's Nintendo had a problem making content for the GameCube. I still think the GameCube is not only one of the best and most powerful systems that gen, but if it had a normal controller, mm -hmm. probably could have maybe won. But when you make a controller like that and you aim yourself to be kid kid friendly, mm -hmm. you really just tell everyone, hey, just so you know, you're not cool if you own one of these. Owning yeah, the PS2 it, was cool. It had Grand Theft Auto. Right? It, it, it is very strange that they started to slide, you know, in the 16-bit era when Janet Sega started hitting them on the Nintendo isn't cool, we're cool thing. Mm -hmm. And then they made the Fisher-Price console. Yeah. Pretty weird. And then made it again with the Wii, and then made it again with the Wii U, and the Switch is like the first cool Nintendo console since the Super Nintendo. You know, and if we just ignore the portables entirely, right? Because the DS is cool, especially the DS Lite. The DS Lite was top of the world, but ignoring that for a moment, okay? The Switch OLED is like the first time since, well, maybe ever, Nintendo made a thing that felt really tight and felt and awesome. Because, like, I only used a Switch OLED for the first time last year when I bought Tosh one. Um, that thing just feels way more premium. It feels like an iPhone as a console, where it's just compact and sturdy and rigid and stuff. Like, instead of the original Switch, which is kind of janky and clunky and not dense um, and has giant bezels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That that thing's real cool. So maybe the Switch 2 will continue the Switch OLED's legacy and be the first truly chic Nintendo thing since the DS Lite and DSi. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I just that happens. I don't break down and buy the, the Zelda Wii or sorry, the Zelda Switch OLED. It looks so cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. The worst I part. I don't need it. <laughs> The worst part is 
I, I've spent the last year or so being like, there's a lot of value in getting a console at the end of its life. You know, it's not going to die shortly thereafter. And then we'll have something to play these games on years from now. And, and so my Why brain... Why are you fucking George Bailey? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to take my bank account and lasso it around the moon and lose all my money buying switches. <laughs> Help me balance my spreadsheet. Anyway... <laughs> I spent the last year basically fucking myself up for this moment where I do look at the Switch OLED Zelda edition and I'm just like, oh my god, I would love to spend the rest of time playing Switch games on that. <laughs> I guess I got one last thing to say about Wind Waker. Okay. I was really surprised that there's like three dungeons that are based around moving a character around with link like yeah. you're in there with another character well the, the the basic way to shorthand that is it's it's basically the jabu jabu thing yeah yeah three. it's the jabu jabu thing three times or two two times two. for real and then a third one that's weird and with a statue and uh -huh. not a person yeah and every time you want to move them you have to play a song yeah so anyways my expectations for twilight princess are pretty high <laughs> yeah i i really love the art style to wind waker i wish that game were better um i would even replay that game if you remove the triforce quest and let me play on a gamecube <laughs> we both talked about we like the swift sail we don't like the fact it hijacks the wind yeah no that sucks at that point i'm not the wind waker no and neither is the wand <laughs> anyway i think we're good yeah you move on uh, we will now open the floor for the shortest what we've been what we've been playing segment. Let me just type this in. Hey guys, three of us on this podcast played Resident Evil Four mm -hmm. remake. We can talk about it <laughs> for eighty seconds each. <laughs> <laughs> all other thoughts will have to wait <laughs> can i roll this past 60 oh you fool i want i want this i want my phone's timer to work like a microwave and if i want a minute and a half all i have to hit is nine zero <laughs> i don't i don't want to come in here and have to turn the minute thing and the second thing that's too much work i'm sorry why am I Don Knotts Jim, Jimmy Stewart? I don't know what's happening. 80 seconds is all we get. Bob, are you ready? Sure. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, RE4 remake's really cool. I, I can't believe they did so well with this. It's really nice to have a Resident Evil action game again after, what, a decade? It's been so long since RE6, and even that one was highly flawed. In every one sense, has been like, oh man, this is... This is sure cool. This is sure like those like a reimagining of what a horror game can be again, but it's not what I want. <laughs> uh, to you, what differentiates this from three? Uh, I can shoot them in the face and then kick them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy! <laughs> they let you do that in that game. <laughs> Woefully missing from three. Yeah. They should have just made the the best version of three ever and had that in there. <laughs> Damn, Chill's a badass. <laughs> yes. Why did they ever send anyone else? 
You have 25 more seconds. I'm good, though. Oh, you're done. I, th- I think okay. that, that gets across my feelings on it. Uh, Chris, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Uh, I didn't know this a, a video game could suck you off, but RE4 Remake did. Uh, it. I, I am stunned at how well they identified all the aspects which make RE4 great to play from, like, uh, the way I play it. I didn't expect them to know the way I played it like a lunatic and cater to me, <laughs> except for one thing. Uh, mm. d- 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 if you upgrade a weapon's capacity, it doesn't refill your ammo anymore. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's dog shit. It is literally the only issue I have with this game at all. Why did this man craft bullets into my chamber? <laughs> uh, but even that is understanding because if they just gave you 40 free rag- magnum rounds, it would be insane. Oh, yeah. Because the capacity yeah. on the killer seven goes up to fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be ridiculous. Uh, I now have something to weave in playthroughs of normal Resident Evil Four with. Uh, it's embarrassing. Dead Space remake is seventy dollars, and this was sixty. They should feel bad. <laughs> you have twenty more that's seconds if you want it. <laughs> the biggest bag fumblers in the world. Yeah, that's Motive rough. games are masters of not getting hose. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Hey, at least they got their remake out ahead of time. It would have been even worse if that came out after. (laughs) That would have been that would have been terrible. Okay, let me go ahead and uh, you know, I'm also, you know, and I get to recycle this later. So no one complain if you hear this from me more than once. Eighty seconds, three, two, one. So there's a bit in Mr. Show where they have Bob Odenkirk hooked up to a lie detector and they just keep asking him questions and he keeps admitting to deranged things. And at one point they go, you ever smoke crack? And he goes, yeah. And he doesn't think anything of it. And they're like, holy crap, this guy's insane. How was it? Was it, was it good? And they're like, you don't have to answer that. I mean, you can, if you want. And then he goes, yeah, it's, it's real great. Gets you high. <laughs> That's Resident Evil 4 remake for me, where it's just like, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Like what, <laughs> what kind of question is this? <laughs> I don't have any astounding statements to make here. It's Resident Evil 4, but looks immaculate, and it's better than ever. Like, it feels felt to move around and do stuff in. The upgrading feels awesome. The cutscenes are unreal. It is it is really great. There is uh, only, only one major shortcoming, which I will talk about at a later date. This game is fucking exceptional. Yeah. I, I, you know, not too many games have come around twice to redefine a genre. <laughs> and it feels like Resident Evil 4 got to do it twice. I'm looking forward to the fallout during uh, Deep Ninth Gen when everyone goes, we need to make that somehow! <laughs> and time. There we go. That's our Resident Evil 4 segment. So I hope you enjoyed that. Now we have to move on. That's all me and Bob played though. <laughs> Um, yeah, we played a tiny bit of Diablo 4 because your brother made us, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I played the Druid. It is also better than the Barbarian. Everything is better than the Barbarian. The Barbarian is so bad. Yeah, he's like the most laughably worst version of every other class. Yeah, and he's like a support class almost, which makes no sense. (laughs) Which Steve was trying to use him like that, and the spells wouldn't work. Oh, yeah, they did stop yeah, he's like, I, I yelled, why aren't you guys getting healed? And I'm like, I, I don't I don't know what the, you're the one yelling, you tell me why I'm not getting healed, Steve. Uh, apparently, that was because we were not in battle. The, the, the prior battle we were in concluded, so the barbarians yell that heals people did not work. What a smart game. Yeah, I'm never touching barbarian when I play that game. 
I played four classes and it's the worst one by a landslide. It's not even close. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it. We're moving on. Hey, Chris, what you been playing? Uh, I played Shovel Knight Dig a bunch. That game's neat. It makes me viscerally upset that it exists and it isn't just Super Shovel Knight. I agree. <laughs> it looks amazing. It looks amazing. It, it has all the same shit as a Super Shovel Knight, but it's it's this roguelike for no reason. <sighs> yeah, I actually, I think I talked about it, but maybe I didn't. I played that checking if it would show up on my game of the year list. Mm. I was like, oh, this is neat. I literally want to play this on anything other than a fucking phone. So yeah, wait, I bought do you, it on PC. Right? Do you move like a regular Shovel Knight game, or do you... Yes, I, it controls exactly like a Shovel Knight game. Yeah, I, just imagine I, a have, Shovel Knight game that's down well, and I, you're done. I All this image has made me think it was going to be some weird, like, panel-based puzzle thing. Nope. No, there's there's a little bit of that, but but only in the sense of, of the main, of the original game. And I'm not even sure this this spinoff thing worked out for them financially. I feel like if they had just made a Super Shovel Knight, even with the mobile dev they partnered with doing the same amount of work, because this game has bosses, it has sub-weapons, it has level gimmicks, it has all the exact same shit that would be in a Super Shovel Knight. It's just this roguelike for no reason. <sighs> like I And I don't even think it, would, it worked out better for them financially. So, yeah, I, I, like, it's the most baffled I've ever been in a project. I, I'm like, I, this is good. It exists instead of something that would be better that would have all the same parts. I assume it really was the success of Downwell that sold them and other people on making their own Downwell. I mean, that's why the Downwell devs made... Um, Point B. Thank you. I was going to feel up so... Upwell. <laughs> Upwell. <laughs> Down good. <laughs> Down and the really, swell. <laughs> and the really weird part is like... It, it feels like the roguelike elements are barely there. Weird. Yeah, this this like, game. Like I there, like there isn't the like you can't get the loan. <laughs> up dock. <laughs> the chat. Like I'm your, down your bad core... for up dock. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> your your core abilities are pretty much what you're going to be using the whole time. So it's no no get good at platforming. Get good at because. It's not even really structured like Downwell, where it's, it, it's it's more structured like, okay, go back and forth, left and right, doing little platforming challenges, like mm -hmm. a Shovel Knight game. Yeah. Just just a very strange project. Yeah, those assets look incredible, too. Like, just to be clear, Yacht Club, who I know is listening to this, <laughs> just go make Super Shovel Knight with these fucking assets. No one will complain. You have to wonder yeah, how far existence... are we off from their other game that the, they kicked. Mina the Hollower. Yeah, Mina Hollower. Uh, how would we yeah, know they it's definitely... a Kickstarter right? project? Well, Allegedly definitely... this year. They definitely didn't need the Kickstarter money. That was 100% a, a get things, and maybe we'll get even more money from some publisher. Mm -hmm. So I have to assume it was probably pretty far along development before they even did that. Did, did any information come out saying they were working with a publisher? Because let's be real. Yacht Club has so much money, they're probably good to publish it themselves and get better margins. I mean, they, they publish other people's games now. Right. That's so. what I'm saying. Like, they probably didn't Okay, they're, they're self-publishing, so it was probably just, okay, fans, you can get, like, a stuffed Mina or your character in the game or whatever. Because yeah, people did like that. The Shovel Knight people handled it well. Um, we finally got something promised eight years ago on the Kickstarter for Bloodstained where Ega would play games with uh, high-level uh, backers 
we got that stream in the last week. And I'm like, yeah, he's never doing this again. Yeah. There's no way this man's going to do another Kickstarter when they got around to this eight years later. <laughs> yeah. I feel really bad. Yeah, that he has to. He must. There must be so many things with Bloodstains develop, bizarre development that Eager regrets, like uh, the Child of Light collaboration. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Inti. Yeah, and having to kick Inti off the game, like, after a, a, year, a of year of development, year and a half, yeah. 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 Uh, I played one thing other than Shovel Knight Dig. Mm. I played exactly five hours of Agents of Mayhem. If you don't know what Agents of Mayhem is, which is fucking understandable, Agents of Mayhem is the game that Volition made between Saints Row 4 and the Saints Row reboot. It was pitched as a, like, a parody, you know, not not really a parody, but like a a, a take on the Saturday. It was G.I. Joe versus Cobra is explicitly what it's supposed to be. Hmm. You are the agents of mayhem. You fight against the evil legion. Uh, they have their own like Cobra-esque characters and you have your own G.I. Joe-esque characters. Uh, you know how we will often talk about how a game runs out? <laughs> I feel like we've even done that already this podcast. <laughs> right? This is the first time a game didn't have anything. I opened the chip <laughs> bag and it was nothing but air. I, they pushed the car downhill and then threw it in neutral. That That's what I felt when I played it for like 20 minutes when I checked it out for my job. Yeah. Years ago when it came out. But I was, I was like, no, maybe I'm missing something. But now we have experts. No. Yeah. Within the first 20 minutes, you've experienced every type of gameplay Agents of Mayhem has. And God. I couldn't remember any of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that game that game opens inside a budget dimension that most of the game takes place in. <laughs> Oof. So here's the like red flag from the start. It starts with like I guess it's supposed to be like the Saturday morning cartoon opening, but they don't they didn't have a song. Like there was no vocal agents of mayhem song which is to be the first fucking thing you'd expect on the presentation front. Okay. Instead, it's just like vaguely or like it's like they MCU soundtracked it. Ah, oh, uh, come on. That does whatever. And this game has real tonal problems in general. Like they can't decide what the game is supposed to be. Because it. I like. <laughs> they're not funny. Uh huh. Wait, they're not trying to be funny. No, they're trying to be funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's... Sometimes, but but a lot of the cut, a lot of the animated cutscenes don't have jokes in them. It it's like I don't know. You can't you can't drop this shit after the Venture Brothers existed for so long, because it just humiliates you on every conceivable level. Because it's going for the more adult thing, where it's like, okay, this dude's oh. this dude's a sex symbol. They say fuck constantly. But it, it doesn't have any like actual funny parts at all, like like the Venture Brothers, or even tries to like capture that kind of energy. Yeah, I feel like Volition is one of the studios least capable of making a meditative piece like Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so here here's Agents of Mayhem's gameplay loop. You pick three agents 
You can swap between them at any time. They have a gun, which is unique to them. They have a cooldown ability that's on R1. And they have a mayhem ability when you fill a meter that you hit L1 and R1, and it's, it's an ult. It's like an Overwatch ult. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And you get three of those characters, and that's your lot. Every gun feels bad. Uh, it does a thing that I thought would, I've never seen a video game do ever, which is like the guns have a range, and outside that range, the projectiles just vanish. <laughs> mm. Not bullet there's drop. No bullet, drop. bullet drops. There's too not hard. bullet. <laughs> uh, like there's a character, one of the opening characters who is just Demo Man from TF2, but like larger. He has a shotgun. That shotgun has a range of five feet. That's really like fucked it, up. It, it's con the amount of times where I was forced to use him, I swapped them all the originals out as soon as I could. The amount of times it's like I pulled the trigger. I was one step too far, so the bullet ceased to exist. Um, mm. Wrong. So Incorrect. Your description, Chris, has made me think one thing, and it's a dangerous idea. I need to know who wins in this battle of the Titans. Agents of Mayhem or Insomniacs Fuse? Fuse. Obviously. Yeah, it's going to be Fuse. This yeah. is worse significantly in every department than the Saints Row reboot. It's worse than Forspoken. <laughs> Can't believe I was here to witness Fuse's biggest W. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way the best way I, I would describe it is like, imagine if Sunset Overdrive had nothing. Had That's... nothing. You didn't have anything that you would like when you, you I'm sure you're thinking of Sunset Overdrive because you played that and thinking of yeah. things in it. Yeah. Imagine if none of those things were in it. I'm trying to debone a mostly boneless chicken wing in my brain. <laughs> like, I, uh, I, so it's my impression that Ages of Mayhem is an open world. Is there anything in it? Actually, no, uh, follow-up no, question. No. Is it an open world? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I the development no of this game was this insane. Game I literally <laughs> have... I was so upset that I didn't realize Chris went live. <laughs> Here's the format of this game. You have the open world, it's Seoul, and it, it, it's Overwatch Seoul, like Seoul, South Korea. It's Overwatch-style it's Overwatch okay. Seoul, South Korea. All right. Um, every character has a triple jump to help you get around. Uh, you can also drive cars. Every car feels bad. <laughs> uh, and most of the time, you don't want to drive because there's, like, collectibles throughout the city, so it's easier to fucking run and jump. The okay. city's also not very big. Uh, so you go into your menu mission, you select do a mission, uh, then you go to a place, you fight a wave of guys, you do a hacking mini game, then you fight a wave of guys, then you do a hacking mini game, then you fight a wave of guys, then you go into the budget dimension and fight a bunch of guys and do a hacking mini game, and then you leave, and that's a mission. That's every single mission in Agents of Mayhem. And sometimes they decide, well, we're gonna have a boss fight, it's a guy standing on a floating platform, who summons ads, and when you kill the ads, you can take down his shield and shoot him a little bit, and then he puts the shield back up and summons ads. Mmm, fresh. <gasps> Making Matt Hazard look good over here. Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, I, paid, I paid $10 for two DLC packs so I could play as Johnny Gat, and okay. so I could play as, uh, 
uh, Kenzie Kensington, who is another Saints Row character, because I'm like, we're only going to play Saints Row characters. I will not play as any of their original characters, except for the parts where it forces you. I'm trying, I'm trying to look. I'm like, it's a target-rich environment. There's so many... There's so many things where I could G talk about. Give me, uh, without saying it's G.I. Joe, give me, like, more specifics about the plot. What is your goal? What is happening? Okay. Okay, so there's the evil organization called Legion, and this is only what I... I, the, I had to go to the wiki to learn a bunch of this because they don't drip-feed you this shit at all. Um, there's an evil organization called Legion. Mm-hmm. Like three years ago, I guess it was, or maybe it was only one, I'm not sure. A thing happened called the Devil's Night, where Legion used their teleporter technology to effectively teleport a big chunk of their armies into every major city on Earth. Okay. And they basically destroyed global society. All right. Like they destroyed global infrastructure and, and shit, but, but people rebuilt. So one of their commanders quit and formed mayhem to stop them and some of the characters and agents of mayhem that are not saints row characters are uh hollywood he's he's johnny cage okay yeah yeah or uh a fortune she's tracer <laughs> and i don't just mean i don't just mean like i mean like appearance and abilities and temperament she's tracer uh, and there's Rama, who is just a lady with a bow. There's a really weird element to Rama because she's supposed she's a immunologist who joined Mayhem to get a cure for this plague that Legion unleashed in Mumbai. But her ult is infecting her arrows with the plague. What? Which uh, feels not what? right. What? Uh, and right and right before I quit, I got to what I presumed was them starting to drip feed me important lore. Where you 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 play as a mysterious uh, lady ninja named Shahrazad, who uh, has to seal cracks in reality with her magic amulet. But I quit before I could find out any of that. Okay. So this game was originally supposed to have a hundred different agents in three cities. Whoa! It was supposed to take place in Monaco, Seoul, and Moscow. But they cut the other two cities and most of the characters and expanded Seoul a little bit. Um, apparently, all during this game's development, Volition was just lying through their Volition's leadership was just lying through their teeth to Deep Silver. It was like we have this feature; it's done. And then the development team didn't even know that feature was supposed to exist. <sighs> so Deep Silver found that out, and it's like you staple what the fuck you have together and ship. Yeah. Ooh. Man. Like this was this was blatantly a that we know this is a turd. We know they've and like I can't even blame the publisher because apparently this is just Volition's thing. Where they'll just be like, yeah, we'll take triple A money to make a triple A game with our tiny studio. Oops, we shit all our we shit our pants and lost all your money. Man, I bet that moment when they realized they had been lied to that those features weren't on the, in the game at all. I bet that had them feeling like an anime fan on prom night. Uh, Deep Silver was also apparently bizarrely unreasonable, where it's like, why don't your cars look as good as Forza cars? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, oh. 
That's the brain. Why don't your models look as good as the models in GTA 5? Which I can under... Apparently, they were shelling out big fucking money for this game, and they were based... They were understandably like, why doesn't this AAA game we're paying AAA money for look like a AAA game? They don't, they're like, why doesn't everything in this game look like everything from these highly focused AAA games that do all this other stuff? Well, well probably uh, you're not going to have cars that look as good as the car game. <laughs> so apparently the reason Johnny Gad is in this game mm -hmm. is that at some point they were in talks to make it a PS4 exclusive. And Sony said, we fucking want Johnny Gad in this game. <laughs> Smart move. That is <laughs> That's really good. Alright. That's really fucking good. One of the only smart decisions in this game is Sony showing up to be like, you wanna market this at all? Fucking get this man in here. We oh, need that. The marketing, the marketing for this game was dire. Like nobody knew what this game was until like ever before it came out. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and they, and I, th I think they like released one tiny little marketing tease for it. Then Overwatch came out. And all of a sudden their entire marketing cycle was fucked. Because mm. it's like, how do we market this game that's supposed to be like a single player take on this now that Overwatch is out? Okay, that's what I and thought. Mighty Number no. 9 comes out first from Deep Silver and then the next year they release Agents of Mayhem. Because there's a publisher on Mighty Number no. 9. I was like, the marketing suck? No way. <laughs> and literally referenced um, really terrible Deep Silver marketing already. Apparently, apparently everything in this game I would call content. Mm -hmm. Deep Silver mandated they put in after the lies got exposed. So I have no idea what this game was originally going to be at all. It's like, uh, yeah, there's missions where you play as one single agent to recruit them and they talk a bunch and, and give you their deal. Deep Silver mandated those. And you go into the budget dimension to fight guys and, and deal with the antagonist. Deep Silver mandated those. So I have no idea what this game was originally going to be at all. It seemed like they just had the most unbelievably <laughs> ambitious scope ever and no ability whatsoever to execute. Right, because like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You're going to have three giant open world cities and 100 characters. Even right? half of that would be infeasible mm -hmm. one and a half cities and 50 characters <laughs> hey dan what's half a city niceville <laughs> uh and less, under, but under, yeah. un, understand <laughs> under understandably every single thing in this game feels bad none of the guns feel good not a single one mm -hmm. none none of the ults feel good not a single one uh it, it they also include like they also have like destiny brain rot where it's like this character's uh, ability if you attach this gadget will give them a stack of fortify and i'm like what the fuck is that you didn't explain i'm not gonna go into some fucking truncated like some deep menu to learn these terms you're using well i mean there's there's so many characters they couldn't spell it out for each one <laughs> and that would be a lot of writing <laughs> They could do a tutorial where they explain these 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 uh, Magic the Gathering esque terms to me. Hollywood gets trampled. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
God. <laughs> Rama gets first strike with her plague, and I'm like, that makes her a terrorist. We, we're all hearing that, right? <laughs> they, they have a quest where you have to, uh, not a quest, a fucking mission, where you have to play as uh, Daisy, who is a six foot eight, built like a brick shit house lady who's, who's, part, who's in the roller derby. And she uses a minigun, which, uh, like, not, yeah, nice fucking character after Zarya came out, assholes. This would have been about the same time. A year after. A year yeah. after. Yeah, look, look. Buff she lady, is, big lady she, is popular. That's that's evergreen. She is, like, the worst, most annoying Reddit guy version of a butch lady I've ever seen in anything. <sighs> where it's like, I drink and swear and fit into fights. I'm like, could you fucking write something? No. I'm fucking I'm fucking big and buff. Okay, that's that's cool. And since those attributes are attributed normally to men, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just one of the fellas. No, it's okay. You can you could just be a character who isn't no, please oh, please no. stop. This this looks awful. Oh, has he posted a picture? No, or? I looked it up okay. myself. What was the name of the character again? Daisy. Daisy. Oh yeah, Daisy. There's let me just look through saved you a clicks likes. That'll get me to Daisy picks really fast. Yeah, I, I would say this uh, multiple people like, yeah, this game's below Battleborn and I yeah. believe them. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. Like Battleborn I'm, at least I'm has willing some to idea. It, yeah, I, I, I don't, I think it's already shut down, so I don't think anybody can play it anymore, but I'm willing to bet Bleeding Edge was better than this. Oh. Is it from a game feel level? Isn't Bleeding Edge still going? And the I'm fucking oh. yeah, I th think so. I, Battleborn almost certainly isn't. No, Battleborn's shut down. You cannot play Battleborn correctly. Let's see. I'm checking Wikipedia because, of course, they would say, "Man, there are a lot of things on Wikipedia called Bleeding Edge." Uh, they only say that it ended development. They didn't say that the servers are going down. So you can still play okay. Bleeding Edge. You can still play the 6.5 out of 10 from Destructoid Bleeding Edge. That's generous. It is. People got to stop being that generous to multiplayer games with no good ideas. <laughs> so Agents of Mayhem sitting around like a 70 on Metacritic. Right. So it's, it's punching higher. Yeah, that seems wrong. Agents of Mayhem should be at like a 30. Yeah. That... Especially since it apparently shipped totally broken. I also don't think it ever got to PC. I was looking up Fuse and it never got to PC. Uh, so, one, so one final anecdote about Agents of Mayhem before I can leave. Before I, we can fucking leave. Uh, <laughs> so Shahrazad has... So Shahrazad is a melee character. Okay. You press the trigger and she swings her sword. Uh-huh. Uh, she has teleport strike where she throws her weapon at somebody and then teleports it to it. Mm -hmm. It takes so fucking long no! for the weapon to get to the enemy no! that multiple times God I threw it, it, they moved somewhere else, and then she teleported there after they had gone. Oh, wow. <laughs> also, you have to be targeting an enemy to use it, so you can't use it for traversal at all. If, if I have an ability to blink and teleport to my weapon I've thrown, my melee weapon that I've thrown, I better throw that thing with the force and speed of fucking Pyramid Head in the first Silent Hill th movie when he throws the skin at the door. That, it better that be is like the your, sound your I want to hear throwing the, Mjolnir. 
I just want it to sound like a, a, a whole room full of air imploded <laughs> when I hit the fucking thing. I don't want okay, it to one, have the possibility of missing. One last thing. When you go back to the hub, mm -hmm. it, does a, it does a like the more you know G.I. Joe thing, but they're all really not funny. Of course. God, no. That, that sort of thing is hard. The, right. You need good writers. It is hard. It's all, it's all shit like, violence doesn't solve every problem, but it does solve most of them. Agents of mayhem. You, you ever notice Chris is like the uh, in, inverse Steve Jobs? He says one more thing and it's evil. It's like one more thing. It gets worse. It's like if they uh, ended the Apple conference every time with, there's no headphone jack. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to rank all, all the Volition games I played this year. Saints Row 2 is at the top. Then Saints Row 1 is a little bit below that. Mm -hmm. Then Gad Out of Hell. Then Saints Row 4. Then a gigantic power gap. <laughs> then Saints Row 3. Then the Saints Row reboot. Then another power gap. Then Agents of Mayhem. <laughs> I need you to play Red Faction like any of them now. Okay, I lied. Not any I of played them. The, I, play I played any the of them, original Red Faction. Play any of them other than two this year and then put it in this list. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, also, I was like, I can't wait to play a game that has music again. Agents of Mayhem has no music. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, yeah that's awful. Uh, by the way, Agents of Mayhem is on PC. I looked that up. Cool. <laughs> uh but that's all you've been playing right chris yep okay well <laughs> bye <laughs> he said he was leaving <laughs> hey, Andrew, what you been oh no oh no i'm back come back <laughs> you've been playing video games aggro they might start with o and end with h or two I'm, i mean i've been playing video games <laughs> <laughs> you play video game? The, the 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 bit that I got to play this week, yes, I, I continue to fall <laughs> into the hole of Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, a game that is mostly 3D with textures that make it look all pixely, which is really cool until they shift one of those objects in 3D. <laughs> and it's the first time they've done it and it's 30 hours into the game and it looks <laughs> weird as shit. Huh. <laughs> I uh picking Oswald as my first character continues to pay dividends. Cool. Cause you do those first two chapters up front, and then you go do everybody else's chapter one and two, and he's just kind of hanging out. He doesn't say anything. And by the time you get back around to his chapter three, you kind of forget what his deal is. So you've got all these these diverse stories about you know achieving your dreams and and working your way through problems and then he walks into a quiet seaside town and just starts yelling i'll kill that son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right revenge for my family that's what i was doing maybe i should get on that <laughs> <laughs> I really chilled out for a bit there. I assume he was just smoking weed the whole time. That's why he was chilled the fuck out while everyone else dealt with their problems. And then he just sobered up just enough to erupt like a volcano. Right! Murder! <laughs> <laughs>
but yeah, basically this just continues to be an immaculate super JRPG. Yeah. Every, every little feature and nuance is delightful. I sure need to find time to play that. Yeah, I'm excited there's, to have some some time after we're done with Resident Evil to go back to that. But then there's also like freaking Skullgirls and put out a new character. Sifu put out a whole new game mode I need to play. Yeah. There's too many things. And mm-hmm. and this is on top of us doing the most crunch we've done since Game of the Year. Yeah. And for me at least, it is an equal amount of crunch. Yeah. No, you uh got a lot to edit. I got a lot to edit. I do need to say though, um, I believe Bob and I talked about this last week, but this game desperately, desperately needs the ability to choose which costume your character is wearing. Yeah. Because I subbed Hikari into Hunter to, you know, boost his number of weapons available. And they they Final Fantasy 14 that guy. He is now a beautiful cat boy twink. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like it's pastels and soft ears and it's not bad, but it's I kind of miss I kind of miss my guy. Put on the outfit. (laughs) You have to hunt for the clan. So wait, does the hunter outfit literally give everyone cat ears? I don't know if it's everyone, but it certainly did it to Hikari. All right. Where do you find it? (laughs) This is important. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the Immaculate Super RPG Octopath Traveler 2? I mean, I, I could go on for like three more hours, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think we'll hold it here. Okay, cool. Um, I get, That's all you played, right? Yep. And that means we're heading to... Pothor. 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 Oh, fuck. Pothor. Pothor. Pablo. Pablo. Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as E. Lee Broyles, Ted Lasso Wen, <laughs> and Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro. BN12, Shibuya Gato, who folded this baby? Oh. Thank you for sending cat pics. <laughs> you have saved my life on this day. One under one shades of wonderful remastered. WTF Spider Man, PC and Bit Machine broke. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Mr. I lost 15 pounds eating Hello Fresh and playing Pistol Whip VR and Synth Riders. Yeah. Right? I've been wanting to play Pistol Whip. Stupid other video games coming out. <laughs> Actually, it's more of the back thing, but anyway. Final Fantasy 14 should not have given players the Tonberry outfit, which they can dye flesh colors for very obvious reasons. No! Mm. no. no. God, it looks like Luigi's nose from the bottom. <laughs> DFW 3K, which doesn't have a bit, but does have a picture of an adorable baby. That's content oh value. 
Muckbun. Shiny Mew. Kristen. Kyle Bjork. I'm too mentally fried for a bit, so please continue to enjoy pictures of my children. Thank you. <laughs> Limbs are... This is the most <laughs> value-packed Podlords yet. <laughs> Iron Aggro. Bligda Blue. Schligda's Poo. Monster Hunter Ryzen and Raiden. Me and RE4 Bear Trap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, those are sometimes hard to see. <laughs> what, are they not painted yellow? No, no. they're not. Shocking, I know. Cooper Tank. Joral. <laughs> no, what? That's Joral from The Last of Us. <laughs> That's Superman's dad, right? Yes. <laughs> and his wife, Eli. <laughs> a double down a day keeps the silly Dillo away. No, that also dangerous. He's right there. Yeah, I was like, at what cost, though? <laughs> at a certain point, the silly Dillo will stop being the problem. <laughs> they should cut you off from double downs if you come in more than once a week for one. I, I want to pay a child to walk in, eat the double down at the counter, and just reenact the whitest kids you know uh, butter bar thing. Yeah. Ow, my kid heart. And then he just lies down <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Indigo Sykes, drive typecast. It is now morally correct to pirate Wii U and 3DS games. That's, that's just true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's... Sorry, everyone. Nintendo declared pirate <laughs> pirate law. <laughs> but Dan DeNuvo said that emulation is bad. Yeah, they God. sure said some oh, really oh. dumb crap. We're getting into that, oh. though. <laughs> Evil Lucario, a raccoon that is still your clothes drawer looking for stuff. Yeah, there, man. Nothing in there but socks. Come on. This is DPS Coon from the music video for Damage Per Second by Malzone from 2DX Coppola, which is a banger. By the way, I would like to note that this is this is a GIF. You can't embed GIFs this way, but it is a very good running animation. Right. It's exceptional. Fantastic. The Super this Mim. Is quality service. The Super Mim. Tracy Sketch a jump scare. Ah! <laughs> Sarlene. <laughs> Timothy Fister got to see the Torgle plush live! And also Yoshi P in the Final Fantasy 16 panel, but mainly the Torgle plush. I'm gonna be honest. There's a quality to that plush that just makes you go. That kind of looks like that Muppet, the, the, the puppet from the British show. Oh my god. Like, Torgle there is just gonna look up and be like, who's just normal men? <laughs> Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krungle Spum. <laughs> Torkel selling new tea for men only. Man tea? Yes. That kills women. <laughs> what? Look at this post dog grooming photo. It gave me a chuckle. Dude, that dog's been working out. Wow. That is <laughs> round. <laughs> That dog's gonna stand on its hind two legs and open the door for you. He's bulging with what could be blue. 
<laughs> now there's two of us in the universe. Can't have that. <laughs> oh no. That was imagine an if, entire imagine if that's arc. How Spider Verse Two goes. <laughs> <laughs> Reading City Hunter and finding out Rio Saeba gets a huge boner towards women as a reoccurring joke was not on my bingo sheet. That's like the first thing I found out about City Hunter. Right? You did your research. <laughs> it's just an apple bunny. The anime is Bofuri. Or I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense and... CIA? No, the FTC is crashing this acquisition with no survivors. He'll get to keep his loot, but I stole the golden parachute. <laughs> Thank you very much! To our pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod Thank lords. You, pod lord. Thank you, pod lords. Wow, that's fast. <laughs> and if you'd like to become a pod lord, you go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcasts. For as little as five... For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two anime review podcasts. Uh, you also get extended content for other shit we do when there is indeed extra shit for you to get. And you get a patron exclusive show one a month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about. And if it's a bad thing, you get a commentary track and we never release those publicly. So you get 80 comment. You have like 80 commentary tracks waiting for movies you will never, ever want to watch. <laughs> Uh, you also get a movie, Isolation 119, a fantastic movie about a man getting a tax write-off. Uh, that is patreon.com slash gbpodcast. If you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to tell your friends. Rate us on Thursdays before Twitch removes that feature. Rate us on your podcast app of choice. Or uh, like this video on YouTube right now. Right now, please. Uh, please. Thank you very much. That is patreon.com slash gbpodcast. We, we have news. Gentlemen. E3 is dead. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've been here before. Have we been here before? We've been here before. I'm pretty sure this is the active and enemy stand. Bob, what are you thinking? It feels like this comes around once a year. <laughs> it's like Christmas. Yeah, we, we, we attend their funeral once a year at least. I'm going to put an exclamation mark this time just to be like, no, they, they said it. They admitted it this time. Well, I'm putting the exclamation mark. All the other times that had a question mark? I mean, they still say it's going to be back next year. They're excited to be way better. This year, at bare minimum, E3 is dead. Right. I don't yeah. care if no, Lord Dracula's going to resurrect next year. <laughs> For now, the fucker's dead. And that's all that matters. Focus on the now. Because I don't, I don't buy that they're going back. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a long shot. Let's be real. Those, those motherfuckers probably got washed paying out the fees. Because there's no way they didn't already pre-order the LA Convention Center three months in advance. Yeah. Less than three months in advance. I feel Maybe really didn't, bad. And that's why it's canceled. It's like we were supposed to put up the money like right now. And we're not going to. So goodbye. Yeah, I feel really bad for all the companies that undoubtedly already made plans. Like those smaller guys that were going to go to E3 hmm. and have to pull out last second here after they've already bought tickets and whatnot. Which, which end of uh, smaller guys? Are we talking journalists or? No, no, d development companies. Okay. The journalist companies, those things are already doing anyway. I feel like the journal, like the game developers would probably be in talks with E3 if they had to go there to I exhibit. Right. I don't know. Is it's unclear it, how well how much they knew before this. Hmm. Apparently, some people aren't happy because this was a uh, 
basically partnered with uh, the, the head of Reed Pop leaving. Oh, I did not hear about that. Reed Pop? Yeah. Those the guys put it, yeah. who put on packs. Yeah, and who were doing this E3. They yeah. also put on New York Comic Con. Mm -hmm. They also own Rock Paper Shotgun, which uh, maybe they should shut down. Not not related to anything specific to this conversation, just do it. That's yeah, really funny. Yeah, that's why this series felt like E3 was a surefire to come back, because it was like, well, it's done by guys who run conventions, like, frequently. Hey, uh, Agro. Yes? That guy at Penny Arcade who's the business wizard that made them into Penny Arcade. Was that guy, guy's name Robert Koo, or is that someone else? I, I think that was Robert Koo, yeah. Okay, so what we're saying is E3 needs to be saved by Robert Koo. Because <laughs> Pax is his invention. That motherfucker really did put Penny Arcade on the goddamn map. Mm -hmm. Let me just say, without the power of Robert Koo and his wizardry, Penny Arcade would be Mac Hall. Ugh. Yeah, he, 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 turned in, he turned a brand into an empire. Yeah, that man's amazing. You know those stupid fucking tweets that's like, you could take a million dollars or have a dinner with Blake, which do you do? I would actually, the only person in the world I would take the dinner with is fucking Robert Q. Every, everyone else is like, fuck you, a million dollars. That's still a mistake, Dan, because he well, would say you should have taken a million dollars. No, see, I'm going to drug him. This is why I'm going to the dinner. I'm going to kidnap Robert Koo and say, look, you can get out of my cellar when I make $10 million. <laughs> okay, so no, see, if crime's on the table, then when now, that guy offers you the choice, you kill him and take the million dollars to the dinner with Robert Koo. Right. Guess, guess how I got to this dinner? I, I a have a million dollars in seed money and no morals. Please work with me. <laughs> Robert Koo's like, I'm so tired of hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For the record, technically speaking, uh, ignoring social contracts and laws, crime's always on the table, which is why we're better for turning it down. Anytime, anywhere, anything that's happening, crime is on the table, and we're all really great for just going, no, I I think I should order the food instead of randomly assaulting a person who asked me what my order was. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just so good, like us Floridians, we're such good people for not constantly turning into Florida man on a moment's notice. Instead of Wendy's punching the dude out and taking whatever is on the back counter. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the biggie bag for $5 and they go, which one? And I'm like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me decide. I, I, I need to know. They took a good thing with the four for four and completely fucked it up because now there are two other tiers. Did you know this? I've heard there's, about there's this. There's a $5 bag and there is a $6 bag. There are three fucking tiers of these bagged menus. Meanwhile, McDonald's is like, uh, hey, are you poor? We have these three deals. And I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll get the McDouble small deal or whatever. And they're like, okay, great, that's really affordable. It's only $3.20. You get a McDouble and a small fry. And I'm like, awesome. They're like, you want to drink it? I'm like, yeah, large Diet Coke. They're like, that's $2.30. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's not even real calories in that. <laughs> Why is this fucking 2.30? And it's like, oh, because of the specific McDonald's we go to. Anyways, E3's dead. That's really what all this was about. Robert Koo should take over the ESA. <laughs> He's like, okay, first yeah, thing a we're lot doing of, is blacklisting. Apparently, like, <laughs> apparently, like, Reed Pop wasn't 
like effectively communicating to any of their partners. So I have no fucking idea what was going on there. Yeah, it's worth noting they sold packs to that organization. Right. So that they're, they're not like the people who made packs the thing. No, but they're the people who ran it for the last few years. So they, like, they ran. Few, they yeah. run New York Comic Con. They yeah. run New York Comic Con. That is not a small event. Right. No. No, I'm not saying these are nobodies, but I'm just saying they aren't. We don't. I don't know if they didn't also buy New York Comic Con at some point. They are not inventors of good ideas. They're necessarily people who carry on the tide. So mm -hmm. coming into E3, you can see how they would fuck that up. Right. Yeah, it's them having to do basically brand new thing because old E3 is not something that they want to make. Like nobody, nobody seems to want that. At a, at a communication level, I feel like the ESA has just been really confusing on whether or not they're making old E3, new E3, how new E3. Because they, they, they did that yeah. before and it didn't go well. Right. And they were like, this time will be different. You ask them how and they just sort of ducked back into the sewer. <sighs> well, this, this last time was like, we got these guys. They'll do it. They'll make it new for us. And it was like. Yeah, that worked and great. Then, was, then they so, were like, where'd everybody go? So, so. <laughs> So what you're saying is it can come back next year because this year was all that guy's fault. <laughs> and he's gone now and everything's better. I'm not saying that. Chad, did this man not just say <laughs> he totally said that? <laughs> I, I just real quick, I've seen a lot of people already who are like, good, E3 should die. E3 is literally That's so stupid. Well, they don't understand. They don't understand that E3 is like not only exciting new news town with trailers for games and stuff like that. It's basically as an additional and parallel layer that doesn't intersect necessarily like in and of itself, but within you it might. It is basically or was basically the Super Bowl of gaming where all the big players come out and show their hand. Right. But it just lost that energy over time. But shutting it all down entirely, that only makes it even worse. Like, I want Sony to go back to E3, and I want these people to all show up at the same day and show their hands. Because the worst thing in the world is the current situation we've been in where we had to go, hey, Sony, what's coming out next year? And they go, mm-mm, we're not going to show you any of Spider-Man 2. It comes out in six months. Show your fucking hand, asshole. Yeah, yeah, it was really great to have this consolidated event. Mm -hmm. And then we always hear from industry guys like, no, it was great for us because we actually be able to meet other people in the industry and make deals. <laughs> I'm going to try to stop bringing up, up, but I have to in reference to this fucking comment. Jeff Gersman for a decade was just like, we need to shut down E3. There's no point to it. And then every developer friend he knows is just like, no, the point is we, we make deals with publishers and stuff at E3. E3 is important for us, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's important from the networking angle. And I saw a lot of people say, well, there's no point anymore because everybody knows that they can just get their own attention if they do their own event. And I'm like, unless you're Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony, no, you can't. Or Capcom or right, Square Enix or... But like this, this like there's a lot of indies who are going to like if, if some indie event happens in August, nobody's going to give a shit. Right. Like that's yeah. not going to get that's not going to get the attention it would get if it happened in E3 week. Absolutely. Also, like uh, do you w w would we crawl out of bed at 9 a.m. <laughs> on a weekday for the wholesome direct in September? No. No. no.
just so we're clear, don't do the the, the <laughs> always sunny theme in cutting to us doing that. Please don't. <laughs> don't do yeah, that. If, if that happens, which it won't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't even crawl out of bed for 10 minutes of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would I? Hey, Dan, wake up hours earlier so that way you can hear about these witch farming games. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I want to make a rant here, though, not just about establishing that that's an important thing for people in the industry and as viewers, spectators of the industry also important. There's another layer to this where this is part of the last 15 years of the power of advertising. Like they want to pay places less and less and less to show things right? Like websites, YouTube videos, everything else. Yeah. And they are also these corporations working to degrade institutions like E3 to remove that power and stuff. And then they turn around and go, it's really hard to market things. Well, yeah. (laughs) As it turns out, when you erode the foundation of a thing, it's hard to prop up shit on it. There's more shit than ever now, and you're literally pulling down one of the biggest tent poles. <laughs> yeah. What's Unfettered up? capitalism eventually and always destroys itself. Details at 11. Uh, I like seeing the Jeff Keighley tweet uh-huh. where he's like, yeah, I, I've been attending E3 since the first one. Here's a picture of me there at fi- age 15. I saw a few years ago that they were just were not doing anything, and that's why it made this, <laughs> made this modern... Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Summer of Gaming stuff. Jeff yeah. Keighley sure went like, R.I.P. Bozo, Summer of Gaming, now and forever. Like, he, he went immediately yeah. to that. And he's smart to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you in that exact situation? Right. You, you... To Jeff Keighley, every day is Get the Bag Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that dude did the Game Awards and Spike VGAs and stuff. Right. So he's the perfect guy to do this exact thing. He got to cut his teeth at the expense of Spike TV yes. um, <laughs> on their bill and at doing an E3 of sorts. So, yeah, absolutely. He's the guy to do it. He just had to change his religion. <laughs> A few times. <laughs> Could you imagine he's doing, like, the Peter Moore thing and he's coming out with a new tattoo every year? Oh that would be God. fucking unreal. I'm glad that, be- that, that being- that's no longer a thing. That was so dumb. There's... I feel like my nostalgia for E3 is mostly in 7th gen. Mm -hmm. So I feel like dumb shit like the tattoo is absolutely necessary. Yeah, I I too miss the Attitude Era of E3. Yeah, there was a certain feel to it that was horrible, but great. I even like some of the tail end of Sony doing it until the the very last one. Yeah, because that was terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so 7th Gen was the Attitude Era of gaming. Mm-hmm. Then 8th Gen was the really corporate era of, ga- of gaming. It was the MCU of gaming. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like specifically in terms of the WWE. Ruthless aggression. Oh, okay, Wh- all right. Which, may, which means where we are now is where everybody is, is openly doing crimes and falling apart. <laughs> Which is true. Looking right, at you, uh, Activision, EA. Well, that's neat. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I guess we're doing the summer of gaming again. Yeehaw! That exact thing. This is 
this is literally the last thing they wanted to have happen. Right? <laughs> but hey, at least it will never be as bad as Summer of Gaming 2020. Of that, I am certain. Yeah, I think that's taught a lot of people things about what should, they should not do. Yeah. Ever. The, the not, pit. not only that, the new consoles also meant that like everybody was playing their car. Still wanted to have their three-hour event. Didn't actually want to talk about anything during it. Yeah. Yeah, that was insane. I, I I was trying to find a clip. I don't even remember which one, but I told you about this. I was trying to find a tweet I made. And in doing so and trying to search for this one, I found another one, which was me in August of 2020 going, I sure hope they tell me when the PS5 is coming out and how much <laughs> it will cost soon. Yeah, that sucked. God, yeah. No, I, that got unhinged. Idiotic. I remember eventually every time... PlayStation tweeted something. I was just in the replies. Date. Price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a fucking terrible year for getting any corporation to communicate anything, it felt like. And the summer of gaming was an absolute nightmare as it just extended out to infinity and had nothing to say. <laughs> That's how it felt anyway. We should move on though, I feel. Uh, fun fact. Hey, Bob, you want to know a fun fact? Yeah, what's up? I like I like sprinkling fun facts into big thing. Here's a fun fact. I didn't open the news document until just now. Cool. I just wanted to go straight into E3, but uh, let's go ahead and follow up with some of my stuff. Uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer launched a 25th anniversary countdown site. I think that's exciting, and I hope they have something cool to show. Do They're I think that old? That, do you? Do you hope that? Yes. Because it seems like every time one of these companies launches a countdown to an anniversary, it's an art book and fuck you. I hope they have something to show. That doesn't mean I think they have something to show. See, the difference is in expectation. I expect them to show nothing. It would be cool if they announced something like, I don't know, No More Heroes 4? <laughs> Uh, that weird remaster of their own game they have no hand in. Oh, yeah, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, anything. Anything. Port No More Heroes 1 and 2 to modern systems that aren't named The Switch. There's Shadows <laughs> of the Dam 2. <laughs> you mean, yeah, true. It's a countdown. And at the end of it, they're like, well, you can watch Char's Counterattack with us. Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> I would be there. <laughs> Yeah, it did come out on Twitter that they have monthly showings of Char's counterattack. That's so good. Now that's what I call a healthy corporate culture. <laughs> Suda could have been like a mother to me. Uh, moving on. Bloober team had to make a giant tweet. They did a tweet image. You know, like when you have to apologize for some crime or some, some terrible, like, oh, the game wasn't real and we have to delay it another year. One of those images. But this one just goes, hey, you guys, like, translated what we fucking said in that interview uh, wrong, allegedly. And we just wanted to say there are no sales expectations for this game that have been stated by our CEO or other staff. <laughs> the Silent Hill remake is very exciting, but please do not do anything or say we did anything that might be legally concerning to our shareholders. Yeah. Please don't. Please yes, God. My, it was reported as them saying they thought that game could sell 10 million copies. And what a, they... What many people say they actually said, and I believe it because it was people other than them saying it was, they they 
it was viewed as more a step towards making a game that sold that many copies. Right. Okay. Yeah. The specific thing they said was something along the lines of, we like to be, we like to think we have moved closer to being a company that could make a game that could sell that. Okay. Which whatever i right. guess it means nothing in the long run i mean if, yeah, I, had, um, if I had the juice of sony publishing money i too would start to feel that way <laughs> I, I have a distinct feeling bluebird that uh um what you think is your uh like golden ladder is actually like the falls the floor is gonna fall out from under you and you're gonna go straight down i bet yeah. i bet you want you want my opinion i this isn't to say i'm optimistic and chris is cynical we're opposite ends of this discussion. But here's my thing. I bet Sony has a writer on this game. At least one. Just like they did with Returnal. Well, uh, I bet that there is a lot of oversight from Sony. I bet this will be easily Bloober's most uh, medicated game they've ever made. Mm -hmm. Their most well, med oh, medicated game about mental illness. Like, and, and Sony money plus Sony marketing plus the legacy of Silent Hill 2. Doesn't matter if anyone's played it. Doesn't matter if the mechanics have aged like fucking milk. None of this matters. All that matters is legacy. Maybe it could. Maybe in one I, year it could sell 10 million. I allegedly like people at Konami are real. Like they have people from Silent Hill 2 there who were mm -hmm. like, we have a fucking taser. You step out of bounds and we're getting you. Yeah, so this is this is literally <laughs> let me put it this way. Let me put it this way, okay? I feel like Bloober Team making the Silent Hill 2 remake has more even more oversight than Nintendo over Metroid Dread. <laughs> Cause they have two corporate overlords just breathing I mean, down their neck. You you'd like to think that, but at the same time, Sony was like, Yeah, we'll really market for spoken. No, we're not gonna look at it. Like, why would we look at it? No, I think Sony made a commitment early on to the notion of we need next gen looking games and uh you you like go back and watch the fucking Forspoken first trailer. Like that's what that company turned out. And Sony needed exclusives and they bought in at that level. Um I don't think they had nearly as much oversight there. Um but maybe they did. And I think at some level, Sony's just like, we have to put our full weight into this because we don't. They'll sm they'll taste the they'll smell something in the air. They'll taste the blood in the water. They'll not buy the game. Because <laughs> they spent three years throwing the punch, right? Mm -hmm. They spent almost three straight years being like, get ready for Forspoken. Because they announced it in the middle of 2020. And it launched in February of 2023. They had to follow through, even if nothing was there. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I assume all these things like because it seems like Sony's really leaning into the PS2 was fucking cool. Remember all those things on the PS2? Yeah, those probably do have a lot more oversight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this has Sony money for sure. I don't believe Konami because all the deals we've ever heard, every leak about this and the other projects going on mm -hmm. is that Konami and Sony are handshaking with shitloads of cash in order to make this stuff happen. So I bet that there is some oversight there. I honestly think the Silent Hill 2 remake will probably do rather well. I think it'll easily clear for spoken no matter how, yeah, but that incredibly low low bar. Right. But yeah. yeah, that that's a pretty fucking low bar. 
it also probably costs less to make than for smoking. Mm, Maybe. I don't know about that one. It's the devs of the medium. Right. It's a linear game. It's not an open world game. Neither's Forspoken. They still had to make the terrain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't but know. they made it already in Final Fantasy 15. They just brought it over. So anyway, I, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be upset. I went that nothing can transfer even between those two versions. The engine is so bad. <laughs> we updated. It's like the uh, Unity problem where they're like, we updated our own engine and now nothing works. <laughs> we got the animations, but we have to remodel everything. And then someone boldly said, what if we don't have to remodel everything? And that's how some of the villagers' faces happen. Anyways, we got to move on. We got to move on. Yeah. I'm just saying I expect this remake will be better than you expect from Bloober Team. I think it will sell better than it deserves because of the legacy of Silent Hill 2 and the Sony money. But we got to move on. Guys, <laughs> that Forspoken DLC is less than two months. I don't know why I can't wait. <laughs> like in my heart, I was like, oh man, that's going to be hot garbage and I don't care. But then I saw the tweet and I'm like, fuck, I want to, I want to pull that rotten log up and see what crawls away. <laughs> Companies really, really need to stop selling DLC for games before they're out and they know how the game is going to do. Yeah, especially Saints Row, with new the stuff Saints like Row this. also sold a fucking expansion pass that they are now obligated to fill out mm -hmm. in that game that bombed and sold nothing. Yeah, you can do that for like a fighting game where you know that it's like you already have those characters in development. You know, people want that for who who bought the game. and It's not that huge of a investment mm -hmm. compared to we need to make it a whole new story mode for for Spoken. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Agro, have you read any of the descriptive text on this DLC? Uh, I have not. Do you, do you want me to tell you, liar? Oh, please. So, obviously this will have mild spoilers for the end of Forspoken. So <laughs> if you're interested in playing Forspoken, maybe just mute the podcast for a solid minute. So uh, you're going to slip into a time portal, go back in time and team up with a Tonta, get a new set of powers and watch the war. They're in a DLC going to tell the story of the war. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, no. It's like the, the worst. worst. <laughs> the game fucking ends with a, and so the adventures continue bullshit. Oh. And we're, we're going Oh my god. And it's even better because the scope they're aiming for is so huge. It's like you watched a drunk dude just get his shit wrecked trying to do a backflip and while everyone's still going, are you okay? Are you okay, man? He's like, no, I got it this time. And he's clambering to his feet to do it again. He's going to do the cartwheels now. <laughs> Gotta go back in time. Yeah, this is insane. Um... <laughs> So the end of that game really tonally in how it handles its content reveals and things like that really did just want to be this. Because if you recall, you spend the end of the game watching Christmas tree lights yes. explain to you what happened during the war. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah, I thought that DLC was further out, but apparently... 
No, because they delayed the game. It is really close to launch, actually. Okay, we won't be playing anything important in May. <laughs> Nothing with tears or kingdoms or any of that. Well, it's it's 10 days later. You can beat a 180 hour game in 10 days, right? Uh, I, I feel like I have a better chance of doing that than most people, but I shouldn't. I, I think they, it's funny. They just like, get it out before Final Fantasy 16 launches. Oh, we yeah. never want to talk about this they, again. They want to clear the air. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, not just that. It's, it's get it out before we get shut down because that's happening also. That's yeah. true. They I think are that's getting happening absorbed. at the end of May. So it's happening like two days after the ship. I'm sure this will get a lot of support <laughs> post-launch. <laughs> wow. Hey, Agro, here you got news. I have I have one news story today for, for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, because in the end, I decided that Bobby Kotick publishes an email where he cries and says disingenuous shit isn't news anymore because it happens every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> and two, because this is this is a bit of a complicated topic and I'm going to need your undivided attention for you to follow me through this tale. Okay. Now in 2014, a video game came out called Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. In 2016, a film was released called Suicide Squad. <laughs> then in 2021, a follow-up <laughs> to that film was released called The Suicide Squad. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. As a semi-successful means of differentiating these properties. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now here in the last year or so, there has been announced a video game called The Lords of the Fallen. Yes. Which is following an established, if somewhat shaky, precedent uh -huh. for marketing differentiation. They have since pissed and shitted and knocked the article off of the title. It is now Lords of the Fallen. I think they should just knock all the articles off and call it Lords Fallen. I This really bugged me when we saw it last week during the Unreal uh, event. Yeah. I'm glad that you are confirming it and I wasn't just going crazy and calling it the Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> yeah, no, like I had to go to like their YouTube channel and like the this is this is a mistake, right? They just forgot it in like one image. No, it's they're calling it Lords of the Fallen. <sighs> go fuck yourself. There was not a two. We went from Lords of the Fallen to Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> This is the worst Fuck it's off. ever been. Yeah, this is the worst it's ever been. <laughs> Pretty funny, though. What's wrong with just calling it two? Or anything. Some subtitle. Like, what the fuck was the point of this? I, what are you doing? I, it's obviously just a new <laughs> franchise anyway. No one on Earth remembers Play, Lords right. of the Fallen. Yeah. Call it anything else. Yeah. You can come up with names. Well, thank you for the update on that because Bob was going insane while I was watching the uh, Unreal State uh, State of Unreal conference <laughs> uh, because they had a little showcase for this game and it was like, oh, that game looks kind of nice. Isn't that title rock? <laughs> I know I went a little fast on that. So if anybody has any follow up questions, just leave them <laughs> below in the comments. <laughs> Someone will be with you shortly. 
sounds like a threat. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? I heard we had a Zelda crying direct. Yes. Can you tell me about these tears? There were lots of them in the kingdom. Well, tell tell them too about these tears. I'm actually disappearing. Oh no. It's, so is this like social inequality tears or like crying tears? Like crying tears, I think. I'm not entirely sure. This this showcase had absolutely no like story at all, so I can't really speak to that well yet. <laughs> um, but instead, we saw just gameplay systems shown off in this 10-minute showcase of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, first, they showed off Recall, which is you can rewind an object's movements. So they show like, oh, a meteor is falling from the sky. So Link jumps on it and makes it rewind up to when it gets near a sky island and jumps off of it there. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's terrifying. Like, it seems like these guys looked at everything weirdos did with the physics systems in the first game and bent over a table and spread their cheeks and went, you think you fucked up our engine before? <laughs> Try it now. Yeah, every single one of these powers does feel like, oh, we watched those insane people on Twitter and what they did was our game and made mechanics tailored around that. A, a lot of them also just feel like receptions to criticism of breath of the wild like the thing where you can just stick a million things on your fucking weapon feels like a response to okay but weapon durability because now it's fine because you can do so much more shit with it it's, it feels a lot better than just your sword breaks it's fine if i attached a bolter to it then it just makes sense that it broke yeah that <laughs> does make that feel a lot cooler i was curious because it never bothered me originally and the first thing they show is um weapon durability is still being in there i wondered if if this fusing stuff to your weapons actually did alleviate people's issue with that or if they'd still just be upset because they're still they're constantly building new weapons still that doesn't the, i was someone who got bothered by the weapon durability a lot it was it, and it was it wasn't just weapon durability it was also being combined with your limited inventory mm -hmm. which uh they should not do this time having 800 little bullshit motherfuckers on the map to, to give you a collectible to increase your inventory size was bad. They should not do that again. Do anything else. But the, the weapon fusing and then attaching shit to your arrows and all that makes it feel a lot more active than just weapon durability. So it does remove the issue for me. Okay. And they, they sh yeah, they showed the arrows, the weapons, and also shields can all attach stuff to them. So like they attach a mushroom to a shield and it's like, oh, now when you block it, it shoots out poison gas. Yeah, like like the, the, in the possibilities for combinations with that aside, being able to craft elemental arrows out of chew jelly instead of relying on the RNG to give you different elemental arrows is incredible. Yeah, it's been long enough. I forgot the, if elemental arrows were even in the, uh, the first game. No, Zelda on the NES did not have <laughs> elemental. <laughs> the first uh, Breath of the Wild game. No. How embarrassed? Every other developer better be embarrassed that Nintendo is flexing on you with these insane mechanics on the Switch. Yeah. The again, this just feels like really interesting mechanics, like. Like you saw in early seventh gen, where it's like, oh, we can we have all this power. Let's do something neat. Yeah, systems based mm -hmm. gameplay, mm -hmm. systems that affect gameplay. It's a thing the industry used to do, and then they started chasing making really pretty games, and then it be became an hour count that they started chasing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, with everything being an open world. So it's really funny that on the Switch of all things, they get to do an open world <laughs> and it has mechanic systems based gameplay. That's that's this looks awesome. Just everything I've heard about this thing mm-hmm. just sounds great. And I'm like, man, I hope Sony starts leaning into that sort of thing. Yeah, with the power of the PlayStation 5, it'd be really cool to see them try and pull something like this. It's weird because sadly the closest thing we have is, hey, remember uh, Rift Apart? Remember Rift Apart? Yeah, that had the the portal thing. That that was something you couldn't do. Right. Yeah, that was cool. Except for that one guy who made the Lego games who said, <laughs> I could totally do that. <laughs> I will never stop dunking on that man because that video was so fucking clickbaity. It was like, dude, you're ignoring the part where you would have to crank down the fidelity to an eighth of what it is and you would still eventually have to load. <laughs> um, the other mechanic they showed off was uh, what they call Ultra Hand, which I think is a hilarious name. Uh, it lets you stick any two objects together. They show them like making rafts and uh, flying vehicles and stuff like that's how you use the vehicles they showed in that last trailer. It's literally like, yeah, just pick up random objects in the environment. There's just they showed just air vents sitting around that they're fans. It's just you can stape on the stuff. I guess those will just be hanging out in the environment. That's really oh, weird that they called that Ultra, Ultra Hand because the After Ultra the Hand, toy. Yeah. yeah, the toy from the yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact, I learned what that was during the Wii era when they made a game based on it. Yeah, Ultra Hand for something something. Yeah, yeah, Ultra like, Hand for something something. It was Showdown <laughs> with Ultra Hand, I think, is what it was called. Something, something like that. But yeah, I, I no that's, grill off with that. That's it. There we go. Yeah, that's um, that's when I found out what that product was. So to call this thing that isn't anything like that. I mean, yeah, you reach, you hold them up with like like a glowing hand that's extending. So that's it's called a stand. I know, but <laughs> it's uh huh. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, this game looks I, awesome. I cannot wait to find out the limit of like, is it by volume? Is it number of objects you can stick together? Is it size of the conglomerated object? Actually, is there a limit? Can I hard crash this game? It's up to you. How well do you want your game to run? (laughs) If you didn't want Skyrim to keep crashing, why'd you spend 140 hours picking up everything in the game? (laughs) I spent 26 hours sticking 4,892 apples together. (laughs) My game moves at three frames a second. I'm just uh, aggro. Have you ever heard the story of of the DM who was a dick about immovable rods? I've heard a lot of great stories about immovable rods. Which have one? you heard the one specifically where? If you don't know what an immovable rod is in D and D, it's a thing where you you have like a rod of metal. You can hold it out and say like, "Okay, stay," and it stays in place, and and it's really fucking hard to move. Uh, this DM was like. Uh, it shoots off into space because the planet's moving. <laughs> and the party then turned that against him by using it to destroy a castle during a siege. Yup. And that's what that's what this Tears of the Kingdom stuff is making me think of. <laughs> that and uh, the peasant rail cannon. Agro, have you ever heard of the peasant rail cannon? Yes, it is a classic. <laughs> So in, in D&D, it, it, it takes no time to pass items from one person to another. Oh, my God. So you line up a bunch of peasants and have them pass something so fast that it effectively builds yeah. infinite speed and becomes like a real game. That's another thing these mechanics remind me of. Now, if only we get Link using the toilet, we can truly call this an immersive sim. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all that's left. Uh yeah, I've seen a lot of people who are like, you know, and we got a bit of this with the last trailer where it was like nuts and bolts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, they, they were comparing the nuts and bolts. And I got to relive that moment where the people I least trusted with whether or not nuts and bolts is good <laughs> were the ones who were jazzed that this was like that. These were the people that for years I had to listen to. Oh, nuts and bolts is great. It hates the original 3D platformers. And it's like. Yeah, I think you just like it because it does that. And then we played the game and it was like, oh, no, this game's great. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, they should have let Rare keep making games that like this and their other games. Asshole. Yeah, Nuts and Bolts 2 is way more valid than just never shipping a game. <laughs> it's also more valid than Sea of Thieves, which did ship. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft, come on. Anyway. Back on topic, is there anything? Um, the, the last ability they showed off was Ascend, which if, they, if there's a ceiling near you, you can jump up to it and like flow through it like to the top of a mountain if you're in a cave. Like you just go to the, the highest point from whatever you were below. So, so basically, the way I've heard this described is so similar to the way you described it. But I have still not seen this thing. So I'm going to say what I visualized based on that. Okay. So basically, all of the mass above you becomes like a body of water and you are an air bubble. So you just shoot straight to the top. Yes. And then the moment it ends, you pop out of that. Yep. What a bizarre thing. Yeah. It also makes traversing like mountains and stuff way easier is potentially if as long as they build it right. So what I'm thinking yeah. is, and this How is do they terrain design around that, right? Like yeah. I'm thinking this is just a guess what motherfuckers. We've been showing a lot of air shit, but there's underground shit. I wouldn't be surprised. And that would be your escape rope. You would just literally cool. escape <laughs> the dungeon by shooting through the top of it. I, I don't know how much you're going to have to climb in this game because of these kind of abilities, mm -hmm. but if you do have to climb, I hope I confuse Choo Choo Jelly to my fucking glove so I can climb in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do need to do something about that. It, like they showed him going into a cave and all the way up a mountain. And I like in the same way that the paraglider changed the way open world games deal with height mm -hmm. in, in the descent. They mm -hmm. just amazingly followed that up with now changing the way you deal with height going up. In the ascent. Like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you change that paradigm twice in a row, you weird bastards? I think it's really good. I think this game's primed to literally be the follow-up back to Elden Ring. <laughs> Which is really hilarious because it's like, we had two of those two years in a row. That's that's funny. Good luck, good luck next year. We get Resident Evil 4 remake of Tears of the Kingdom this year. Mm-hmm. They're like, Dan, we have Wolverine. I'm like, oh, my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, this little feature also showed off some new products. Mm -hmm. So they, they showed us the Switch OLED with Zelda. What Tears of the Kingdom. It looks very nice. And you can pre-order it and I might. It looks so good. I hear for GameStop, you have to go into the store to pre-order it. That is what they Probably. said. Um, I, so just... After the Resident Evil 4 thing, I don't even know if I can trust that. Like, that's how bad it is. Bob, you would have gotten your copy the next day. No. 
Oh. They canceled all the collector's edition pre-orders. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Sorry, I thought yeah, you meant I've... your specific Resident Evil I... 4 thing where it was like, we're not doing a midnight launch, and uh, we have no idea why. We have so many sales. I, I need to say this. That RE4 thing mm -hmm. made me never buy from GameStop ever again. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Right? Like, I was like, okay, I need to buy Atelier Rise of 3 from somewhere. Amazon is telling me it'll show up a month after launch for some reason. Mm -hmm. I guess I can go to GameStop. Wait, no fuck. I can't go to GameStop because of this. I don't trust them anymore. So I had to buy it, to, I had to buy it online from fucking Walmart. That's funny. That that's the point it got to. Buying it online from Walmart. Yeah. Uh, they also Actions showed... have consequences, GameStop. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't. I can't believe they let something that big a fumble happen. Yeah, they like spend... don't take orders for freaking collector editions if you aren't going to even slightly try and honor them. This is the end of the chapter that uh, the the last chapter of their book, mm -hmm. where it's just this is the third act moment. This is the inciting incident of. I guess this puts it. This is the Empire Strikes Back ending, right? <laughs> where it's like all of this built up you degrading the trust that any customer ever had in you as you don't train employees well as you don't give them enough hours as you do all of these things as you fill your stores with garbage you finally peak with we just canceled all of your pre-orders on this thing that is an addition specifically geared for you to pre-order it so you could be sure you got it mm -hmm. and now you have no chance of getting it they have absolutely broken their trust. Absolutely. This was like the worst thing that could have happened to you. Like if it happened to the Cosmic Shake Deluxe Edition, nobody would have given a shit. Some people would have. But overall, it would not have. I, I would not have gone. No, I can't trust them anymore. Right. Right. They did it with a like game that sold three million copies in two days. So yeah, people yeah. probably God. noticed. I really, I really need RE4 Remake to pull Elden Ring numbers, to pull Kobe numbers. <laughs> and and just and just and just re like okay now every game for the next five years is re4 again i also need this <laughs> that would be pretty astonishing it's, here's the thing and we're gonna we're the gonna... coalition comes out like oh we remembered how to make a third person shooter re4 showed us <laughs> yeah when that six be... is good wouldn't that be great <laughs> i wish i had any faith that a complete lack of executive meddling with the coalition's next game because you hear things, stories about um, other studios, even as far back as like 10 years ago, handling their legacy IPs and just weird mandates from higher management. Mm -hmm. Luckily, Bonnie Ross is no longer there. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for us. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that happens. But, you know, and we'll get into this more elsewhere. Resident Evil 4 Remake gets to cheat. They got to sell a ground zeros <laughs> at sixty dollars yeah they did they're like they'll, that's the highest number that's clearly the important game don't don't think about what we're doing with all these assets <laughs> god god resident evil 8 was the biggest scam ever pulled off <laughs> and it's so good they got I away with like it i still like that game i still think it's fine i'm never gonna play about play it or think about it ever again now that <laughs> re4 remakes out but it was fine <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's really smart how Capcom has fallen into this rhythm of, okay, of, like, they're, they're doing this weird form of, like, double iteration. Mm hmm Which is what is allowing them to ship these fucking stellar games every other year. Yeah, they, um, 
they are literally rocking it like we're back in the ps2 era or ps1 era yeah i just it's need insane. them to be able to expand that beyond just resident, resident evil. evil yeah absolutely like man I, like I, mega man playing through this and being like oh man if you made Onimusha 1 or Devil May Cry 1 like this, oh, yeah. that'd be insane. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I hope since they're since they're basically out of Resident Evil games they want to remake, mm-hmm. that we start to get stuff like that. I mean, I once again, we're going to be talking about this as well. I, I think they have two more Resident Evil games to remake, but we'll get into that elsewhere. Hey, hey, um, <laughs> it's so weird that they put in that parry. If only there was a samurai game with a really big... A focus on doing an instant counter based on timing that was oh, in there. Oh, Blade Warriors! <laughs> <laughs> the great Mega Man Zero vehicle. God, that game was cool. Yeah, it was. That was not a bad Smash clone. No, that That's was actually, probably the best Smash clone. It's really up there. I liked it more than DNO. Yeah, I liked it more than uh, Multiverses. Or is it D D O N? Whatever. I, we'll never I, get it right. I'm like, one of those is the streamer. I don't think the streamer orders the letters in the same way as... The, maybe he's a really big fan. I'll have to ask Dino. <laughs> hey, you you like Dragon Ball Naruto and One Piece? <laughs> God, that game is such trash. That's embarrassing trash. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, Multiverses felt worse because it came out two decades later. Mm-hmm. Hey, do we have any Multiverses Let's head over to wait, Chris. Wait, one second. We yeah, had, God damn it. We had two things announced here. We, there's also a, a pro controller and a carrying case based on Tears of the Kingdom. They look okay. very nice. Let too. me look up the carrying case. The carrying case is not as nice as the old one, unfortunately. That. What do you mean it's not as nice? That's not allowed. That uh, look the, making this the. Oh yeah, no, uh, you're right. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't look as yeah, good. No, that that Sheikah Slate case was a once in a lifetime thing that I'm still incredibly mad about missing out on. <laughs> just to be clear it's only this funny because me bob and three other guys that aggro all knows showed up on day one to get it and then had to deal with the guy who came in to pre-order it right after us he's like hey i want one too and they're like we're out and then we're all just standing there like uh-oh <laughs> he knows exactly who got it uh and for anyone who's really lost track uh we're talking about the switch case that was the Day one launch of the Switch, Zelda Breath of the Wild case, which is a really good case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Agro. <laughs> Maybe it's cheap on eBay. You should check right now live while Chris talks about multiverses. Uh, so was was anybody on did anybody know that this was supposed to be an open beta? Um there might have been things out there to let me know. But they but didn't no. forward they didn't front load that at all. They didn't put it forward at all. And I went and checked. Yes, they like in fine print on all this shit, they're like, it's an open beta. Yeah, the title screen doesn't say that, so it really Yeah, when when it exited early access, we assumed the beta was over. Right. But, and we have people in chat saying their season one update is called patch 1.0. So I feel like so, there's a social so, contract they at least this, wronged this is, here. This is obviously complete bullshit. Anything they say is a lie. They want to try and relaunch the game. They want to do over because they put a lot of money into this game. Mm-hmm. They can't just and, and they're and even if they that you a relaunch gets so much more attention than just here's a big patch that that fixes a bunch of shit. 
Right. I mean, they can, character. they can start to solve problems that will break parts of the game. Right. If they do a relaunch. So they want to do over. And so the game is going offline in June. And we'll be back early 2024. So I hope you didn't buy that $100 founders pack. Uh, you will still be able to play it offline. Dan, Dan, did you what? did you buy that one hundred dollars? <laughs> Dan, no, come on! What? No, what? Fucking come what? on! No, I didn't do that. Why are you all jumping to conclusions come here? Come on! I don't remember. I don't think it was a hundred. I, I didn't. I don't think it was a hundred. I actually think I, I bought one of those. I didn't buy the hundred dollar one, but I bought one of those against character tokens. I'm scared that it'll come back and I won't be able to use them. Oh, yeah, the character tokens, because they didn't promise anything about that. Well, you, 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 I guess you better use them on characters you don't want before it goes offline. Maybe I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of characters that have been added since Bob last played that he wants. Like, hey, Bob. Yeah. Uh, what about Rick? Didn't they add Rick Sanchez? Because they added Morty when we were last playing, and obviously you passed on him, but you love Rick. Yeah, and uh, Pickle Rick. Yeah. Did they actually release him, or did they just... I think they released him, yeah. Okay, I thought that that might be one of the things, like, I maybe think... he's coming out next week, or maybe we're taking I... the whole game offline I in a month. literally everything that leaked came out, and then they shut it down. <laughs> uh, so here's my only hope, and it will never happen, but this is, this is the right move. If they were smart, this is exactly what they would do. Hire Sakurai. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Give him That'd be all smart. the money he, he asks he for. He doesn't work directly. He could literally just be an advisory role. He could come in, play the game for two hours, and be like, this, 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 and this. He literally did an entire YouTube series basically adding you in the replies. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your fucking game. I cannot believe how Sakurai... Like he doesn't bring up multiverses, I don't think ever. He might show it once in all of these videos, but he's it's never about any specific game. But almost every fucking episode is about you. Every single one. Have you seen the quote tweets, multiverses? <laughs> Hire this They're, man. Multiverses? They're doing American <laughs> History X on you in the quote tweets, multiverses. <laughs> <laughs> The Terminator kid is so upset. <laughs> but seriously, hire Sakurai. Sora Limited is a, is a third-party contractor. He's not owned by Nintendo. His company isn't owned by Nintendo. He's literally engineered ways to work from a distance. Hire that man, you dumb motherfuckers. No, I don't they... care what the ego of the executives are, the people working on the game. None of you are better than Masahiro Sakurai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the executives would be like, but he's not white. Are we are we still in an era where they would do that about video games? Yes. I'm I, make a Marge I, Simpson sound over I that. feel like <clears throat> the current state of the industry where all the big Western publishers are in varying states of on fire. And now games like Elden Ring and RE4 Remake and who knows what else are like selling the numbers that were formerly reserved for like Call of Duty and Madden. Mm -hmm. It's very obviously like straining the mental state of a lot. Not not developers. Developers normally have a little bit more mental stability. Mm -hmm. But like 
game journalists and people who work in the industry that are not developers like PR stuff like that. You can like see their mental state degrading as they feel like they're not the Kings anymore. Yeah. I mean, we have a news thing we can go into directly from this. That is basically that. Um, but just to be clear for the record, I did not get the hundred dollars founders pack. Oh, okay. That would be stupid. Yeah. I got the $40 one and later got a $50 one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you beat the allegations. That's what matters. <laughs> Came in $10 too low. <laughs> That's smart shopping. Look, and the $50 one wouldn't have happened if Velma didn't have outfits. <laughs> I wanted it to happen. Obviously. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, you got any news about corporations trying to be like, oh, Japan? Okay, <sighs> okay so here's here's the Microsoft ruins the podcast block. Let's go. Always uh, has to come. <laughs> we'll do the Game Pass shit first because it's faster. Uh, Microsoft is ending the one dollar Game Pass trial because too many people would just pay them a dollar whenever they wanted to play something on Game Pass, and then cancel it immediately, and then get another one dollar trial later. Yep. Uh, Why? I heard they were were... only ending it because it done so well already. They don't need it anymore. (laughs) Uh, Also, (laughs) while we were fucking talking, while we were doing this podcast, they apparently soft launched uh, Xbox Game Pass Family, which is $40 a month. Holy shit, that's a lot. uh, it it, It is ultimate privileges for up to five people. Which mean and which it's so much that you better have five people or it doesn't fucking work out. Right, I was wise. like, I'm still yeah. paying eight bucks a person. Like, the, well, the, it, yeah, I'm like, isn't isn't it twelve bucks a person for ultimate? Normally, it's fifteen uh, a bucks for it's, yeah, it's fifteen okay, bucks a okay. month for ultimate. Yeah, but that's okay. still not enough. That's not enough for forty dollars a month. That's a ass load. Like, I run a podcast network where we cover games, and I'm still sitting here like, oh, I don't know. We yeah. might be a family, but that seems like really expensive. Because <laughs> like it's me, you, and Chris have Xboxes. Aggro does not, right? And then <laughs> fucking, I need to find right. two Xbox owners. Like Game Pass means family, and family means nobody gets left behind. <laughs> Here's family your means nobody S. has to pay for Atomic Heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, now here's. Xbox, there, there, and there's more to this that also came out today. Not the exact same, but similar. Xbox is fucking crying to Congress that nobody wants, nobody in Japan wants to buy an Xbox. Yeah, it's this fucking. Is and now, I, for my for my own fucking mental state, for my own fucking mental health, I have to I have to assume that they're just being dicks to try and cause trouble for Sony because they're mad about this de- their Activision deal being impeded at all. I have to, for my own mental health, have to assume they do not actually believe what they are instructing their pet Congress people to say. Because most of these Congress people are from Washington, Microsoft's home state. Yeah. In yeah. case you didn't see that, it's like almost all of them. Right. Of course. Yeah. So I'm really I have glad to assume our taxpayer it's just dollars are paying for these people who have no spine. Yeah. So the the basic gist is. Sony has somehow been ruining Xbox's sales in Japan. Uh, we told the, the our pet 
Congress people that Nintendo doesn't exist, so we gave them the numbers that Sony controls 95% of the Japanese console market. I'm sorry, they used the weasel language of high-end console market, which isn't a fucking thing. Right. Oh. So yeah, they are like so, not so, even Sony so they does have, well in Japan. Yeah, anymore. Sony isn't Sony isn't the leader anymore. Sony gaming is basically an American company. They're headquartered in fucking California. Shut the fuck up. You're so pathetic. Yeah, this is this is literally just just so we can be clear here. For anyone who doesn't have these mechanisms built into their brain to immediately pierce to the core of a thing. Microsoft is instructing senators to believe their racist bullshit. <laughs> oh, this other country is anti-competitive. They, they're keeping us out of their country. And I'm like, at the end of the day, if they were doing that, then whatever. Fuck you. It's not your own turf. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, they're not doing that. You're just not trying. So double fuck you. Yeah. The, uh, the tra- like the tra- every single the, thing. The Biden administration trade representative basically had this tone of like, I'll say I'm going to look into it, and then I'm not going to do it at all. I hope so, because, man, this is... Everybody has more important shit to worry about than this. This was literally (laughs) just Microsoft shaking the bush, rabble-rousing about Sony. Like, what Uh, did they expect him to do? Like, oh, this Japanese company's keeping us out of Japan. You... Sir, you know you called the U.S. government, right? Well, they, they want the trade representative to go to Japan and say, you better step, you better get involved and take care of Sony illegally blocking Microsoft from being successful in the industry by... Trails off. I, I, and that's when they just fade away in person. Yeah, didn't... Wasn't it about buying exclusivity on, like, two games or something? Like, I think yeah. it was, Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, they literally listed, like, two examples. Yeah. They're like... Obviously, we'd be doing just as well as Sony if they didn't get these two games. And I'm like, there's like, I, I, I keep leaning towards the acquisition we'll go through because everybody is cucked by giant businesses. But the way they're throwing fits constantly now, uh-huh. like it, it, it so indicates that it is not going as smoothly as they keep having their pet analysts go out and insist. Yep. Uh, which uh, speaking of that, we got a rumor about why Nettie's quit working at Blizzard. Oh. With Blizzard, yeah. which is Bobby Kotick is a paranoid lunatic who thought they were going to try to interfere with the deal. What? Like that they were going to go to the Chinese government and be like, say no to this deal. That motherfucker's uh, gonna step on my toes. Pulls out shotgun, aims at own foot, right? Um, and, and Tommy Kotick put out like a public letter today, basically saying it was real fucking embarrassing. It's like I'm really disappointed that Sony's been objecting to this deal, even though we've been such good partners for so long. Don't worry though, when the deal goes through, I won't hold it against them. Uh, I am now of the opinion that Bobby, that every single thing about them saying they're keeping Bobby Kotick if this deal falls through is a lie. He will kill himself if it doesn't go through. So everybody should be hoping for it to fall apart. I mean, everyone should hope for this to fall apart because it's going to signal a sea change for all sorts of things. But man, like he just genuinely seems like he is mentally falling apart over this deal. Oh, I bet. I mean, they're. No one in any of the parties involved expected this to go the way it was. That's why you see, what is her name again? It's, it's really hard to remember the whole thing, but Lulu Cheng, the survey, I believe is the full name of the Activision 
uh, person. CFO, I think. Yeah, she's on Twitter just every day trying to rile up the troops. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is embarrassing behavior for someone in your position. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so hard for me to tell if these analysts coming out and saying, well, it'll probably go through because of X, Y, and Z is real or if it's like where I'm seeing the consent being manufactured before my eyes. Right, because like either the analysts are just bullshitting or like you said, just inertia and the way our culture is, it's going to get brute forced through anyway, but they're still out here throwing tantrums because anyone dared to question them. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's a pretty Microsoft move um, to do that. That's very Old Testament Microsoft. Uh but it just feels weird in the modern climate. It just feels weird to see a corporation throw fits. Yeah. I'm like, guys, 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 we spent two decades dehumanizing you. The only you that exists as a person is the Twitter handler. <laughs> when you, you do like it acting like a guy who had poop, flaming poop in a bag left on their porch. Stop yelling. Really, We're trying to go to sleep. Somebody needs to go around to the C-suite over there and show them Bill Gates' deposition. And be like, this is why you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> what if somebody did uh, and that just made it worse? I'm just going to whip through the rest of my shit real quick. Yeah, Because thankfully we're out of the Microsoft block. Uh, yeah, thank God. Uh, RE4 Remakes Mercenary Mode launches April 7th. Did you see any of the leaked info that got data no, mined out of it? No, I did not. Okay, so I'm going to play the Dragon Quest music while I talk about data leaks about Resident Evil 4 Mercenaries Mode. <laughs> we have character list. Ooh. Hunk, Wesker, Krauser, uh, Ada Wong, Leon, of course. Uh, they have this thing, I believe it was called Mania Mode, where each character has listed for them a sort of buff they get from going into this mode. So it sounds like an ascended form mm-hmm. that they get in this. Leon and Ada, they, oh, they do more damage and they shoot faster. Isn't that cool? Hunk gets infinite ammo. Uh, Krauser transforms and can start doing melee combos and sick shit. (laughs) This all sounds real good. (laughs) Very hype. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wasn't there another data leak that Separate Ways is also? Yes, there's there's files referencing Separate Ways. I literally put that in the news document where I'm like, Separate Ways win Capcom. Yeah, that's, that's been data mined out too. Uh, also I think people data mined out, um, the more... What 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 is a good word for it? The more Asian dress that Ada Wong used to have in the older it's a Sam. Oh, I've never known the name for that. Say that again. Uh, Chiang Sam. And now I, I will ask Steve it. for Gamers Nexus to say it because that man's Chinese is incredible. Anyways, <laughs> big data minded. She's got that. Anyways, I'm turning off the music. So yeah, that all looks really promising. <laughs> yep. Uh. Work has begun on a Mega Man Legends PC to compilation. Hell yeah, let's go. See, this would have been in my news, but I was going to wait until it was done because I always have this skeptical sort of energy when it comes to retro enthusiast projects. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them has but come I- out, so I'm willing mm-hmm. to give them rope this one time, and then if they fail me... <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I don't, I don't know if this specific group has a track record, but I'm very optimistic about this. This is, this is really cool, uh, and I love Mega Man Legends. Now do too. Mega Man Legends that controls like a Ratchet and Clank game would be a cultural reset. It would. <laughs> I don't know if that's 
That would be, we decomped it and then we did a lot of engineering to fix it. Because keep in mind, Mario 64, they did a whole new camera system for the decomp and it's still not good. Mm -hmm. Turns out video games are hard. Uh, so there, a new chapter of the Mega Man.exe manga came out after 20 years. That's, That's weird. insane. It is a it is set 20 years after the original series and stars uh, Lan and Male's son, Patch. What? What? So, so, so there's like weirdly strong signaling that there might be an actual, like a new Battle Network project in development. Bob's going to be so mad. He's going to be so mad. He's like, of all the Mega Mans. It will it be will really be, upsetting I, if they don't do like anything else and all we get is more Battle Network. You're going to get, they're going to race the other projects out, Bob. <laughs> you're getting a new Battle I, Network. I will be very upset if like this is announced and releases before we ever see Mega Man X9. I bet that's happening. Yeah, Mega Man X9 or even a new Mega Man like original, like in 12. I bet that's happening. I bet that's happening. That's insane. But here's the thing. Part of me wants to entertain that on the on the back end of that. Uh-huh. We'll get those other we'll get a 12. If they're bothering to bring back, but like it's not like they have a success to point to. They're just like, okay, we're gonna bring back Battle Network. And it's like if that happens, I it, the other things have to be happening. Capcom has been real good lately. I can't, I cannot put fumbling the bag on them at this stage. X is a really hard game to deal with. Like the X franchise is such a hard thing to deal with. The original isn't. I don't know why twelve is now. <laughs> uh, I well, think because the team is working on fucking Street Fighter Six. That's why. I think Battle Network honestly makes a lot of sense from a number of angles. It's also one of the best-selling Mega Man franchises. Huh. Um, so I think it's a good idea. They could definitely reinvent that for all we know. That thing's going to become a third-person shooter RPG. <laughs> yeah, I have to wonder what they do. Like, if they keep the grid battle system or what. They're going to do it, and they then we're all the going to be mad. System. They're going to do this third-person shooter RPG thing, and then we're going to be mad that it's not Legends. <laughs> Oh yeah, if they did that in what isn't legend, it would just be upsetting. There, there, there's no way this isn't going to be a throwback because because that one step from Eden game was real popular, which is just roguelike battle network. Yeah. So I assume it, it'll just be like the original, but but with three D models. Uh, Disney laid off their entire fucking metaverse division. Seven thousand people. Seven thousand people how'd they have that many working on it they bought into the, the bullshit itch? what is with all these companies sweet fucking christ what were they even doing right, right? seven thousand what oh it was it was bob chapek's metaverse division he loved that shit no wonder he's been banished to the fucking void fucking idiot Oh. Remember when corporations used to make a real thing and then sell it to you once for them to make a profit? Uh-huh. Oh no, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They they intend to slash 7,000 jobs total. The metaverse department was only five, only 50 people. Okay. Oh, now okay. that oh, I Jesus. can believe. Oh. That I'll makes way more sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. I don't know how you have 7,000 people working on a thing that doesn't exist. You have to make the metaverse version of the frozen universe so you can explore it. It's called Kingdom Hearts 3. No, that, that would be anything anybody wanted, Bob. So yes. it was going to be, you can go to a theme park based on the frozen universe where you, wherein you can give us $40 for a frozen t-shirt for your Xbox Live avatar that has uh, no legs. 
<laughs> I know. Man, uh, VR is really cool. These people got to stop fucking it up. <laughs> uh, in in Chris Wynn's news, uh, Live a Live is coming to PlayStation and PC on April 27th. Vindication. <laughs> yeah, the... The, the arc of history trends long, but it ultimately trends towards don't buy a third-party game on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Modern life is complicated, except. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really glad I did not play that last year because God knows I will have a much better experience playing that on my PS5 this year. Mm -hmm. And me, me because count. of our crazy Gigaboots Podcast Network rules, <laughs> it can land on my list. Uh, me yeah, counting all you the money, I'm not going like to yeah, me counting, me counting all the money. I'm not going to be giving the Danganronpa guy until his new game is on something other than Switch. Uh, yeah. That's actually going to hurt more than waiting for Love Alive. <laughs> uh. Uh, and last bit of news: uh, there's going to be a Scott Pilgrim anime on Netflix. Um, Anamanaguchi is doing the soundtrack. The entire movie cast is coming back to voice. Yeah, isn't that insane? Yeah, that's insane because a lot of these have moved on to be like big actors. I mean. Yeah. Chris Evans, Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michael Cera got out. Good for him. <laughs> Why isn't Michael Cera like a, a Marvel guy? <laughs> he would be Spider-Man. He if it was a if they were able to do Spider-Man a few years earlier, it would have been him and it would have been immaculate. It would have. There is a timeline where he where he's Morales. But but here's the <laughs> Here's the thing, Bob. Uh -huh. They did it even earlier than that. Shia LaBeouf and we're in the worst timeline. Uh, and we need that perfect medium. <laughs> we need it in the Michael Cera zone. Uh, but yeah, worth noting, Science Saru is making this. Uh, they did one of those Star Wars shorts. Yeah, they, they that, also did Azokan. Yes, Azokan. Yeah. So this could be good. Yeah, this could be yeah, really well, good. Uh, I have a... At a I think Edgar Wright is involved somehow. Yeah, he's one of the producers. Uh, so is Brian Lee O'Malley and some guy I've never heard of. But his name was kind of funny, and I was like, cool. I have faith that this will probably be good. I'm a fucking idiot for Scott Pilgrim stuff, so what I say shouldn't be trusted, but <laughs> I'm sure this will be great. I'm obviously yep. going to get it. The moment I saw that tweet, I thought, this, this is Dan's fault somehow. I yeah, don't right. know how he oh, did it. Oh, let me trace it back. Guess who brought Scott Pilgrim to Bless Blunted? Your boy. You're welcome, all of you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, no, this is good. This is gonna be good. Yeah, I cannot think of like that. Studio is a good pick. We could have ended up with way worse, right? Uh, assuming we get Azokin's Science Zaru and not that Star Wars short Science Zaru. That yeah. seems to be an unusual level of science, Saru. Most of their other stuff seems to be pretty legitimate. I, right. I would assume. Uh, like, they did Devilman Crybaby, for fuck's sake. Right. So I have to wonder if it's going to be kind of like that, where it's a smaller amount of episodes that are all crazy looking. I assume. Because yeah. there's not a lot of material to right? adapt I was like, Scott Pilgrim. What, are we going to continue the Scott Pilgrim verse <laughs> afterwards? I, I assume I it'll just be a... A, a total like a, a do of the comic which right is six right volumes, but, but a I, decent amount i want nothing more than that that would be absolutely hilarious <laughs> please for the they, they can't God. do more than that like i feel like brian o'malley would get involved it's like no like you can't what okay here's the next step of, of scott's journey he's still a fucking asshole here's the next steps of scott's journey he has a vita <laughs> 
and uh, he, he thinks it's the best, and he, he helps the fact that his parents bought him a Vita. He, he, he thinks that defines him as a person, and uh, he still sucks. And uh, turns out Scott, too, is waiting for Edgar Wright to write something. So that way Scott can then do that. Hint, hint. <laughs> okay, um, that, that, that's all my news. <laughs> yeah, this anime is going to be great. I love Bob's reaction. Who's making it? Okay, so it actually is anime, and some executive didn't say it was anime. <laughs> yeah, I was really worried about that. There's always yeah. that fear of it's like, yeah, it's it's made by Tit Mouse. That's anime, right? It's anime. Tit Mouse is anime. <laughs> Tit Mouse is anime. Venture Brothers is anime. Uh -huh. <laughs> Kappa Mikey is anime. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine this? The, the Scott Pilgrim thing came out and looked like Kappa Mikey. I mean, yeah, that would be immaculate. <laughs> right? Like, th there's something about that that works, well, are but we it's getting, also horrible. Are we, well, at that point, get rid of Michael Cera, just bring in Michael Sinterklaas. Oh, my God. Just have him play, you know, his Kappa Mikey voice, but for Scott. Oh, my God. Oh, I was supposed to take knives to dinner! <laughs> we, get, we get the version, the weird version of the ending where he ends up with both of them. <laughs> And so it's just this polyamorous relationship and, you know, Ramona and Knives are both like, man, he sucks. What are we doing? And then they break up with them and they go off and they're a couple. And I'm just like, yes, this is faithful to how that guy's life would go. <laughs> Why is the final episode of Scott killing himself? <laughs> it's weird that he was voiced by uh, by uh, God, what was the name of the game where it ended with him killing himself? The fucking uh, comedy game we played oh, this Matt year. Oh, Matt Hazard. Matt Hazard. It's weird that they got Blood that Matt guy to beyond. Him. Yeah, it's weird that it got him to voice him for the last episode. Yeah, the medium. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey, Bob, hey. I hear you have new other news about games that take place in the skies. Yes, there is a rumor of a Skies of Arcadia remaster happening. Uh, the source is Nick Chappelsha Baker from Xbox Era, who apparently leaked the title for Lego 2K Drive. Um, so is that announced? I guess that just got announced. Okay. Um, so I guess it's somewhat some layer of validity to it, but I'm not going to like wholly buy into it. Apparently, the only thing that actually like they have is like a screenshot of the game with higher quality textures, which could just be a fan project. I don't believe this for a second. Yeah. No, I, I played Valkyria Chronicles. The prophecy is real. <laughs> yeah, sure. It sure hurt that they put those characters in that game. I, uh, honestly, I like at, at, at this, Skies of Arcadia looks okay, but it's no Mega Man Legends. I would really rather they just fucking do like a Unreal Four remake or something. But I guess that that's even less likely. Mm -hmm. It really helped that game to have voice acting. It. In fact, kind of seemed like it was supposed to have voice acting the first time, but didn't. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be neat to see them actually messing with some of their lesser-known properties like this from Sega. Be cool to see that happen. Special. I. Oh, is that is it's that special. it? Special. It's the word special, but with an H, so it's special. All right. Great. 
So hopefully anything comes of that, but you don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I mean, my hopes are already up. I've been told by two people mm -hmm. that Skies of Arcadia is the RPG of that generation. And they could not be mm. two more different, yet weirdly similar people. <laughs> One of them's Handsome Joe and the other one's Spaceman Spiff. Both uh, like football is football in this game. Okay. That's what I'm wondering what, right what, now. <laughs> what gen are we counting this as? Six, Sixth. I assume? And what version are we counting? Uh, I, I don't know. Legends. They may have been talking about different versions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Skies of Arcadia Legends a lot. But there's a lot of JRPGs that gen I like. Like, I really like Shadow Hearts 2 also. <laughs> FLRPG. I'm like, guys of Arcadia. How did I not see one scene where they throw football? That's half this fucking game. <laughs> Sky, Skies of Arcadia is really good. It certainly deserves to be on a console anyone owned. Yeah. What are you talking it about? A, it was on the dream. It was on the game. And, uh, <laughs> you could you could technically play it on the Wii, <laughs> which everybody owned, but nobody actually played games on, which is why most Wii's ended up in closets after 2010. I know. Isn't that great? Mm. Hey Bob, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, a new game called Ed O Zombie Uprising. Oh, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was a zero. It's a zero, but they sat. It sounds like they're saying Ed O, and it it's weird. Oh, like like Edo Japan. Yes, yeah, like Edo Japan. <gasps> e D zero means Edo, like Japan. Mm hmm. What the fuck is this game? Uh, this is a roguelike, like character action game. I'm gonna. 3D. Here's here's a pro tip. Yeah. Don't lead with roguelike ever. They did. <laughs> I need I, you to introduce me to aesthetics, gameplay, and then sucker punch me. I'm sorry. Chris is asleep. You did that to him by putting roguelike at the beginning. Uh, honestly, of the I think I, I I want more games to open with roguelikes and go. Oh, I don't need a character. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> boom 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 boom. Um, <laughs> It's set in like feudal Japan. Uh, okay, you get three different playable characters fighting hordes of zombies, and mm. uh, constantly when you die, you go back to the beginning of the game, and it rerolls everything, and you get to carry over some skills or something like that. So it's very roguelike core. So is it two D, three D? It's three D. It's a three D action game. Okay. Uh, looks kind of neat. You get the uh, sumo wrestler, a uh, ninja, and a samurai. I just saw who's developing this. Yes, stuff. developed by Langkars. The developers of Dio Field Chronicles. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Bob, isn't it the Dio Field Chronicle? Yes. The Dio Field Chronicle. That name sucks. <laughs> I didn't really like Legos. I really got in that cryonicles. <laughs> um and they've done a few other things. All like they helped develop um El Shaddai way back in the day. They've been around forever. Okay. Uh, and they also worked on uh, Lost Dimension. So a bunch of like C or D tier games under their belt. Oh, this, is, this has been on early access for almost a year. Oh, really? Yeah, it came out last year, last they April on early access. They tricked you, Bob. They did. Crazy. So you're saying this Landcars company might be the Japanese um, Iron Galaxy. What were they do? Develop assistance and release nothing but duds? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might be that. They might be that. 
Oh yeah, we did. We didn't talk about this in news because uh, I don't. I'm sorry if you're listening and this affects you, but no one on this podcast gives a shit. Uh, the Last of Us Part One port to PC is busted. Don't buy it right now. Maybe wait a little bit, <laughs> or maybe just never buy it. Like, don't support that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just... it'll get fixed. I mean, the Sackboy, the Sackboy thing went from do not buy to actually really great. Right. Uh, so who knows? Sony seems to really care about their PC initiatives, and the Nathan Drake collection was not this bad. Yeah, I Sorry. guess I. It's not called that. Right. I can't remember what the four and what whatever that DLC. Yeah, whatever. Game. It was. Yeah, I can't remember what that one was called. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I guess this is the only way to play The Last of Us on PC. I yes. wasn't thinking about that. It yeah. was just like, you don't need to buy part, Last of Us Part 1. You just don't need to do that. Bob's like, <laughs> just boot up your PS4 forehead. <laughs> All I'm saying is uh, that when, when I think back to The Last of Us and my experience playing that game, I think I really liked it, but what it was missing was characters randomly becoming sopping wet in the middle of cutscenes. <laughs> yes, that clip is amazing. Excuse me? I have not seen this. Yeah, they just oh, get yeah. wetter and wetter as the cutscene goes. No, just never like mind. Cut I'm away reversing and... it. Buy it now. Get it so, now. I, I looked at a trailer for this zombie game. Uh-huh. It got a lot of points because at the end of this fucking trailer, they show evil zombie Commodore Matthew Perry. If you don't know who Matthew Perry is, he is the guy who led the Perry Holy expedition shit. to Japan and told them to open the country. Yeah, the, the game's was, whole plot is he his ship rolls up and it's filled with zombies. Yeah, he's oh, the black. He good. was the guy who who was on the black ships, you know, from Kenshin or what, any other Makumatsu era thing. We're just straight up doing the Romero shit here. Of what do the zombies stand for? <laughs> I don't what could know. it be? It could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Sure, let's move on. Uh, Rusted Moss, a game I played for one of our demo roundups, uh, is actually coming out April 12th. This game looked pretty cool. It's a Metroidvania 2D game um, where you have a physics-based grappling hook. Yes. So like Umahar Kawase style, just catapult yourself around with it. Um, that looked neat. I did not think it was going to be any even close to coming out. And here it is, coming out in like two weeks. Oh, yeah, that's, that's close. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need people to give me a little bit more time after RE4 because I've only had enough time to play it for 34 hours. Yeah, right. And that's it's no not enough. Near. No. Please come out in May when I will play Tears of the Kingdom and tell you to come out months later. <laughs> game, game, go away. Come again another day. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little rough for you guys this year. Um, my next thing is uh, uh -huh. a... They've been teasing this new fighting EX layer game. Please, Bob, we all know about fighting EX layer. You can call it the slang, the shorthand, Fexel. Yeah, Fexel. All the Fexel heads in chat know what you're talking about. What's, is, what's the deal with Fexel? It is unclear if this is a brand new game, an update for the old game, DLC. It's probably just a brand new game. Okay. This thing they've shown off has a few new mechanics, like the game is actually operates in 3D now, like you can sidestep. And use a 3, the 3D environment. We turned Fexel into Tekken 4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did Satan make you? It's more like Tekken. Tekken regular. 5, yeah. Yeah, regular yeah. Tekken, not Tekken 4. We've not seen anything like the environments are weirdly ge geometry-made and have ups and downs and all sorts of things to get in the way. Hmm. Um, <laughs> they added launchers. 
So now every character can do like a launch and then follow up and like do air combos, kind of like in, uh, in Marvel? Marvel. Yeah, kind of like Marvel. <laughs> uh, cool. And they're adding to do control mode. So it's like regular control mode where all the inputs are like what you typically expect in a fighting game. And then uh, simplified inputs that it looks like you just hit like single buttons to do specials. Mm. It's like a button in a direction. It does a okay. special. That's cool. Yeah, I was like, this is neat. Um, I, we're going to see more of it. And it's going to be playable at Evo Japan, which is this weekend. Awesome. Great. Uh, all they've shown so far as character-wise is they got Terry Bogard. So, hey, that's, that's great. That's good. That's smart. And then Alan, who I don't even remember. He's like Alan wearing from... From, from Fighting EX Slayer. He's like a really generic looking dude who wears the gi with the American flag colors do, on it. Do you mean from Street Fighter EX? He might be in Cause, there. Because he can't be in Fighting EX Slayer. You just said they're adding him, right? No, no. We've only seen two characters for this oh, thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay this whatever this whatever is. this is yeah which they i don't know why they don't just say hey we're working on a new game this i don't know why i cannot say that i don't know why they don't lead every marketing push with doctrine dark skullomania mm-hmm. they're selling a t-shirt with skullomania on at evo japan they're doing that we can't get it because we gotta be there um bob yeah enjoyed the twilight princess stream with eric <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> I get an XL shirt. I fly all the way back. I put it on. What the fuck? This is Japan. Right. <laughs> I think they said they're only making large sizes in Japan. So it's like, man. That's... What the? That's racist. <laughs> Dude, let me be clear. I would have to lose a lot of weight to fit in a Japanese large shirt. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I, I, I'm not aware of how it scales. It's just literally one size it, it different. It basically is a medium. Okay, so I could wear it, but that's... It would be a tight fit. I think you've gotten a Japanese large before. I can't remember what shirt it was, but it was a tight fit. Yeah, that might... If you would like to see Bob wear a Japanese large shirt, Jesus. send a money order to do you think they're going to remove Gogi? Uh, oh, that system? Mm -hmm. I th they might. Because they actually, the latest trailer showed all of the like bars and like all the UI stuff. I didn't see Gogi on there at all. Mm -hmm. So that's encouraging. It looks like, yeah, you just have your health bar and your energy bars. Like, that's all you need. Yeah. We don't need to select gems. I mean, don't, don't do Gogi, right? Mm -hmm. Do three modes like Street Fighter Alpha 3. Yeah. The Xism, Aism, Vism. Yeah. Nobody Any, needs Gogi. Anything is better than that gem system that I literally just that. checked out on even getting good at the game or caring much because they had that gem system. And I'm like, that's just stupid. Mm -hmm. You sold how the game should play. Like, come on now. Somebody's saying they already removed Gogi. I thought they removed it in the Switch version, but I didn't I wasn't sure if that version oh, went yeah, anywhere. Because people were talking about like that version's different from the versions we have on everything else. Oh my god. Right? Okay, great. Uh, I got one last little thing. Yep. Wish this wasn't the last one. I was going to tell you to go to it ahead of Fexel, but yeah, I didn't I'm catch, sorry. I didn't catch the train in time. I had the bread in my mouth and I was running, but I wasn't fast <laughs> enough. For the anniversary of the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII, get your NFT trading cards. Woo! Is that how mm. I celebrate things now? I guess. Uh, I'll say what I said before. What's up, Agro? I just like, they're taking the planet from Mother and putting it on the blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm going to say what I said before this podcast. I expect at least two more years of random NFT projects to pop out of Square. I don't think it lasts beyond that. It's yeah, Japan... always tied to Final Fantasy VII. Other than I mean, that, 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 right, other that than weird that. game. That's other than whatever the... <laughs> sorry. Oh, Symbiogenesis. Symbiogenesis, yes. Yeah. Yeah, as in Symbiogenesis, everything seems to be tied to the FF7. Yeah, you're right. Because they 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 know there's a brain there that they can try to push. I mean, if you're with. selling NFTs, yeah, it's it makes the most sense to attach those to your big brand. Like like Konami immediately went to Castlevania ones when it was their turn. Right. Oh, but, uh, apparently fighting EX Slayer version 3.0 is the name. It just came out right now. Oh my god! Finally. But yeah, Japan is on like a on on like a delay for these scams. So while all all English speaking companies have figured it out, I assume it'll be like one more year. All English speaking companies who had bank accounts at certain places have figured <laughs> it out. When they tried yeah, to buy dinner, yeah, that also probably helped. Yeah. A, a lot of these a lot of these scams like catch on a little bit more in Japan because they have these things called laws and regulations that keep their negative effects from immediately becoming apparent. Yeah, I honestly figured Japan would have been harsher on crypto and blockchain-based things just because of the finan financial crisis they went through. Um, but I guess not. I don't actually know if crypto has caught on in Japan. It certainly hasn't in the way it did in the West. Yeah, but there were, there were certain parts of the U.S. government that got really like, fuck you for crypto uh, over here. And there are some countries that just banned that shit. Um I figured I figured Japan would have been closer to that, but not yet. Either way, I oh, think everyone. Did you see that? Did you see that? God, this was this was last week. I think it was after we did big. It was after we did big thing. Uh, the chief technology officer of of Nvidia was like, "Cryptocurrency is worthless and brings nothing to anyone. Please do not get mad at us for associating so strongly with crypto for years and years." <laughs> So was that Jensen Wong? No, if it was uh, a CTO, it's someone else. Okay. It was Michael Kagan. Kagan. And they also followed up by saying, I think artificial intelligence is a much better use of processing power. Oh my God. Hey, at least that exists and it can do a thing. How well it does it, debatable. How ethically it does it, also debatable. But crypto isn't a thing, technically. Hey. There are many ethical use cases of AI, just not AI creation of art. Like, for example, uh, the thing they're working on, where, which is you can ask it a question, and it'll answer it. That's ethical. It did the research for you, assuming uh, it gives you the right answer. Right, exactly, but it <laughs> lies a lot of the time, which I yeah. love. I, I, I don't think I brought that up on the podcast. You know what they call it when a, a fucking machine learning AI lies? They call it a hallucination. I'm like, I love that you're framing this as, oh, no, my AI buddy is having a stroke or a seizure. There's something wrong with him. We got to no, know this dude's just lying. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking Bing over here is like, you're dead and you have been for years. And I'm like, no, no, it's a hallucination. I'm alive. <laughs> I love this shit. Anyway, who calls it? And literally everyone who works on AI. Literally every company and individual who works on AI is just like, it's a hallucination. It's so funny. It's a, well, the my point AI is, is on fire, Seymour. Sorry. Anyway. I can see a future 
where that application of AI works and is ethical. I cannot see such a future for AI created art or music or whatever. Um, I want to go ahead and say, uh, uh, what was it? Kaze Emanuar, I believe is the name again. Um, yeah, that's who it is. The uh, Mario 64 modder and engineer re-engineer, engine re-engineerer. <laughs> um, he has done a second video where he tries to get, I believe it's chat GPT five to enhance his code, just like he did for chat GPT four or whatever. Uh, based on how the last video went, this is also going to be who, because what he does is he's like, here's my loop of code. This code, can you figure out what this code does? And it does a pretty good job most of the time of figuring it out. It's like, oh, it does, it like sorts these values into a matrix and then returns the value as this to be used probably for this purpose. And since, you know, game engines all work pretty similar, mm -hmm. it's pretty good at figuring out, oh, this is camera code or huh. whatever. But he, it'll figure that part out. And he's like, okay, can you find a way to optimize it? It'll think about it. And then it presents like six ideas. And he's like, this one will break it. This one will break it. I've done that. It's slower. <laughs> it's really good. This won't work because the N64 can't do that. Uh, it's really entertaining as a video. But I've actually, I follow uh, what one might describe as too many graphics programmers and engineers on Twitter. And they actually, at least two of them that I follow, have been throwing things at uh, chat GPT and the like to be like, hey, I want to write something like this for OpenGL to convert this into that. Can you just slam out some code real quick that just gets that done? And weirdly enough, Dave Lang, when he went on to uh, Jeff Gerstmann's show, said the same fucking thing of like, yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's some interesting uses for AI that could cut out a lot of stuff like that that's just like getting the first skin done on a model mm -hmm. that would be nice uh uh that that's useful but i don't nobody wants to use it to make content <laughs> like that's, no, um, no that's developer wants that right? that's actually something the producer of the persona franchise said like last like yesterday i think where it's like oh yeah ar art has some potential from the angle of like you put in a description of what of the character you want to design and hit it a hundred times and maybe get some ideas but we, I don't think I can be used for like actual creation. Yeah, like for for the Dave Lang example and these other people's examples, it really does just seem like do the horribly boring first step that will be nowhere near what like it takes too much time and is nowhere near what the final thing will be anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, that's clever and that is absolutely yeah. Uh, as like right now, we're still in the stage where everybody's shitting their pants on both sides of the aisle, where it's like. You have people saying the sky is falling. You have people saying it's going to fall. We have to be afraid of the machine that doesn't have anything resembling sentience. We're all really fucking stupid. Uh, I mean, I'm, I can still be afraid of the machine seemingly my job because the higher ups. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah, yeah. Do it because I'm afraid of the humans. Right, yeah, right, right. Like, yeah. I mean, always be afraid of the humans. The humans are up to like, no good, Agro. But like any technology, <laughs> we're still in the stage where one, it's not ready for prime time in any real function yet. Um, and two, nobody's figured out what it actually should be used for and what it shouldn't be. Chat GPT, I am staring at a beautiful woman. She's sitting across from me. Her skin is so fair. How many fingers does she have? <laughs> I, I saw an article earlier today that Google is starting to look into using AI to, uh, 
basically do quality testing on games. And Which that's sounds one of like uses we talked about. Right. That, yeah. that, that's one of those things. It sounds like somebody said, huh, I can get an executive to believe I can do this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like to some extent, the AI, you would like, you don't have to stretch your imagination to be like the AI will watch as it's stuck in a box in the corner of the room and be like, game's still fine. Working great. <laughs> I'm still moving. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, all like, like it could check for the, crashes the, the, pretty well, I assume. But the real issue with this AI shit is that no executive can look at it and tell if they should use it for that or not, because all they see is no half pay person. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. all they ever can see. Right. So, in a perfect <laughs> world where everyone was a completely rational actor. <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't, in a vacuum that's frictionless. Yeah, tell me how the Jesus allegory line will respond to AI. I, 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 I do think we're, there's probably going to be a rough couple of years where a lot of companies are like, this product, we got rid of the humans to have an AI, and all, those, all that shit's going to fail completely. Yeah. If you put a gun to my head, I would say, Disney is going to utilize AI to uh, try and fix their problem of no effects house wanting to work with them ever again. So please look forward to Avengers 6 where all the fucking special effects are done by AI. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, I've heard from people at animation studios who've worked on IPs and things that you absolutely know about. And they're like, the executives are trying to get us to use the AI to do backgrounds. So I would could yeah. absolutely see Disney doing the same damn thing. Yeah. What's the background? Wakanda. <laughs> Weird. It just made the background behind our actor a bunch of people kneeling. <laughs> That's not what this seems supposed to be. Boss, I need you to understand that no matter what that computer spits out, if I tell it to produce a minority group, we are going to be in oh. trouble. And you won't know. None of us can detect why until the movies and theaters. But we're, we're in the, we're in this stage right now where even the panic is now being used to market AI. Because I was at the fucking gym today, and mm -hmm. I had to perceive Fox News at all because it's on one of the screens. Mm -hmm. And they're having a roundtable about how Elon Musk and a bunch of other tech guys are like AI is progressing too fast. It might take over humanity. Our dicks are so big. We created this amazing thing. You should be scared. Loco man's dick so big, going to crush town. <laughs> Which is... so. I, so I don't know. I hope in three years we have figured out what it can be ethically used for effectively. And we stick to that. Every tool humanity has ever gotten has moved us closer to robbing the individual of power. No matter how much each of us may feel more empowered by these tools, the rich will use them to actually dehumanize us more. Anyways, that's a big thing for... <laughs> I agree. But, but, uh, but if you go too far in the other direction, you get to those assholes in Star Trek Insurrection where they're like, if you make a machine to do the work of a man, you've lessened the man. So we don't use levers. <laughs> <laughs>
Why don't you just machine learn the door open? I would do that, but my father never trusted a machine to open the door. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Anyways, I think I think that that was a nice lean on topic big thing to mention. We all stayed perfectly on topic. No deviations at all. I realized I did not prep the image for the next segment, so I'm going to ask Chris first. Hey, Chris! What are you doing yeah. in the next week? Uh, oh, um, shit! Make something up! I need more time! Uh, <laughs> at some point, I, I wanted to stream all the Wario Land games. Maybe I'll start that. Oh, shit! That would be awesome. Oh, yeah! I didn't get to say it because I wanted to stay out of your way of you describing the game. I was so fucking pissed when yet again I wake up and it's like, Chris streamed. He streamed before you got up. He went live, so you missed the notification, and then you didn't see him stream Agents of Mayhem. And let me tell you, I wanted to see that more than I wanted to see half of the Saints Rose game. <laughs> that, that game, no one has ever been able to articulate what it was until this big thing. I think you broke new ground. <laughs> you know, a lot of that stream is me like, you can hear the silent, oh my God, this is so boring. There is nothing going on here at all. I, I might as well have streamed myself watching paint dry for five hours. Oh my god. A literal death stream because by the end, Chris becomes a vegetable. They put mashed potatoes would, on a disc. I I came in here like I'm gonna compare this game to Knack One. That's the level we're operating at. Knack one is probably better. And more interesting. God. Thank you for reminding me of the exact game I was trying to remember. That was the most boring, would not fucking end game I think we've ever streamed. Because I think that was it. Maybe. You, you went to sleep uh, by the end. Lucky you. Mm -hmm. I, I checked I checked a mission list. I got 40% through that game in five hours. Meaning it's probably somewhere in the ballpark of 12 to 15. So it's shorter than that. <laughs> The That's worst, most dog shit, nothing, we have no content game is somehow the longest one they made. Ugh. In a that's, way, that's, that's fitting. That's fitting and sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the next week, as in literally tomorrow, <laughs> Bob and I are playing. Before I show this, I'm just going to be like, Justice Zag surprises me. We give him assets. And I'm like, here are some rough ideas of what I think thumbnails would be, right? Mm -hmm. Like me and Bob are doing this pose, maybe this one. And we're doing this pose. Hopefully you don't do that. Anything about that. Bob and I are playing Twilight Princess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I am so <laughs> Evil Dan. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited because I think this is going to go great. I think there's a lot going on with this game that differentiates itself from Wind Waker that can be refreshing and great. <laughs> I'm just impressed. But like, like the implication here is that Bob is holding this gremlin up by her hair. <laughs> And that she has both the drive and the core strength to <laughs> cock her hips up like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, she can't... She, she must sass at all costs. <laughs> Jesus. 
I love this. Oh, man. Hey, Bob, quick question, because I literally don't know enough about the next two Zelda games we're playing. I've never beaten them, okay? Okay. Bob, is that person all the way in the upper right, Zant? I mean, let me see. There's, they're ne the negative image? I, I believe that's Zant. I, okay. I, I cannot remember his name, though. So if Zant, Zant's from Twilight, though. You know that? Once again, don't know. Yeah, because I, I can't... Uh, that dude that is, is that, like that is Zant. Okay, okay. that is great. the villain that I can never remember because he's he's so great. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> By the end of this game, I'm gonna say Zanta Claus at least ten times, and then you'll be like, I hate Dan and that guy. I can't remember what was the name of him. I don't know. All I remember is I hate Dan. I think this is gonna be good. This game has a lot of like link to the past throwbacks. Mm -hmm. I said this in the Wind Waker stream, but I'm gonna say it again here. When they showed off this game, they were like, look at all these Link to the Past references. And I'm like, oh, shit, I love Link to the Past. That's cool. And then when they showed off Skyward Sword, I was like, I get it. It's the Zelda theme backwards because you went back to the first Zelda. And then way later, everyone was like, what do you mean that Zelda song backwards? And I'm like, <laughs> I thought we all noticed. I thought we and then I just started shaking and sweating as I realized I was the only one in the room who noticed we were in space. Um. Anyway, at least everyone called out that Twilight Princess has a ton of Link to the Past elements. Well, that's good. Yeah, like that was. I don't trust that they did that anymore because of how this fucking. Yeah, no, that, that was not a problem. <laughs> they literally beat you over the head with, you're going to the dark world. <laughs> so nobody missed it. <laughs> Anyways, I think this is going to be really cool. I think this is going to be an even better stream than Wind Waker because I don't know what's in this game at all. Yeah, I don't know why Link is turning into a wolf. I right. don't know anything about Midna. Yeah, I hope the, I hope the dungeons are better than I remember. I think I know one thing about Midna. Yeah, is she dark prince, princess or something. Yes, there is. Okay, like okay, that. okay, cool. So that's, she that's might even what be some sort of Twilight. She's the fucking half blood prince. Yes. <laughs> oh my damn god. It. I can't believe that. <laughs> that was fucking crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, I can't believe they got it. Where's your Midna Amiibo? <laughs> I need the half blood princess. Anyways, I'm very excited for that. Hopefully, you all come up to check out that stream. I shouldn't be this deranged before the death stream begins. That is not good. <laughs> no, she killed Dumbledore. We gotta go. We gotta go, Agro. Are you doing anything for the next week? Uh, yeah, I bought a boat, so I'm sailing around. Oh shit! Oh shit! What? <laughs> okay. I, I did that in a video game. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's that's cool. That's that's. Hey, just... You live in Florida. You could become a Florida man at any moment. Oh God, please don't. <laughs> man of your size becoming Florida man cannot be good. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna do it for this episode. A big thing to mention. Goodbye!